semblance. Let's <laughs> <laughs> start the podcast. Okay. <laughs> this is... Is that how we're going to do it, huh? This is how we're doing it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, it's Coin Ops. Uh, you have found the Low Life Podcast. Congratulations. I'm here with Scum. Hello. I feel like shit, but not for long. Uh, zero. Welcome, listeners. Good evening. Good morning. Whatever time you're listening to this. And our dearest buddy, the cyberpunk librarian. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Oh, Woo! yeah. So, the cyberpunk librarian, he has a he has a story for us. And um, I'm like so we, excited. I yeah, no we, idea what... we were doing, we were going to take the week off, but he sort of texted me and I was just like, fuck, we got to do an episode about this. Some stories need to be told. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know how we do. We're kind of a cyberpunky podcast. Cyberpunk-esque. And um, it's we, in the name. Yeah. Cyberpunk Jason. Right. And we've, we've done these things about, you know, like bigger kind of like major hacks and the things that happen with like uh, networked systems and, you know, your mm-hmm. Internet of Things and everything like that. But Making fun of the names of the hackers. Very much. Yeah. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Hating acronyms, you know, yep. like um, <laughs> but it, this story really it it made me think of something. It made me think of like, you know, the, there are these big overarching massive things that happen and these people that get busted or don't, or they, they manage to extort a bunch of money. Like I, I was watching the, started watching the documentary telemarketers on HBO last night and they were mm-hmm. doing this. It's basically what this thing is, is it's, it's like a fundraising company that would sell like FOP stickers, but they're not cops and they're keeping like 90% of the money. Wow. That's a good grift if you can get it. Right. Yeah, and then, I mean, yeah. this shit went on all through like the nineties and today, you know, like it, it's never really ended. And, um, you know, we, it's things like that are they're just, like just really so cute. we, so we can fraternal order of police stickers that people buy in the hopes that this cop is not going to give you a ticket, but they give right. you a ticket anyway, every time. <laughs> oh yeah. No, my, my uncle who was a sheriff, like deputy gave me like the metal one to stick in my window and a cop, when I got rear-ended by a bunch of underage kids, tried to tell me with this like plain clothes rookie with them that he was going to arrest me for impersonating an officer because I had that, and I was like, "Bitch, did I flash this fucking badge at you? Like, what do you do? Your job, break the report so I can get the insurance on this, okay, mm. asshole? Like, you're not fucking, you know, Popeye Doyle. Just back the fuck down." Maybe he is going to break the case. No, well, look, asshole, racist, probably. it's a thin blue line, not a thick one. So. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we always come across these like major scams and there's always like a documentary series about them or at least like an episode of Nightline that's like overproduced or something. <laughs> but uh-huh. what you never think about is in the background, in like the systems you use, things like resources that are like essential and kind of taken for granted there's still a fucking tiny little war going on where there's always a rival that's trying to do that tech bro thing of get in the way instead of trying to provide a service. Oh, the inshittification of things. The inshittification. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, what, you know, Cyberpunk librarian is telling me about fits squarely into this because he's going to tell you this story. And then I want you to extrapolate and take it from, you know, not just this what other things could be happening? It's kind of like what's going on with the uh, I Fix It group that's trying to fix the fucking uh, McDonald's ice cream machines. Uh, you know what I mean? Brilliant. Like there's there's always these like little tiny things that are popping off all over the place that add to kind of the landscape of you know tech at the moment. Um, so like, what what are we talking about here, sir? Like what? So this is one of those stories, and believe me, for over the last like couple weeks. 
<laughs> I, I, you know, I've talked with CoinOps about this and I've talked with, you know, some other people in my field about this. And this is a story that has multiple beginnings. And you're used to in this in this day and age that stories will have multiple endings happens in video games all the time. Yep. <laughs> but usually stories start from a point A and this one doesn't really do that. It starts from a point A1 or a point A2, or maybe an A3, depending on <laughs> where you come into it. Oh, fuck. And this is one of those things that it 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 snagged my attention right away because of the cyberpunk undertones, but also just because of the audacity and the ineptitude <laughs> involved. Yay. So I'm going to start at my beginning. Um, just so you'll kind of get a, a lay of the land, you know, per se. It's mm -hmm. like a choose your own adventure book where you start from a different place. Right, exactly. I mean, you, you actually turn to page 27. That's where you begin. Um, <laughs> so to, to kind of bring everyone up to speed, I am a real honest to God librarian. I'm a systems librarian. I handle computer systems for public libraries across the country. That is my job. That is my day job. Strangely enough, that is also my passion. I just fucking love integrated library systems they're fun i don't know why but there's a there's a checkbox in my brain that that is ticked every time i go to work it's just interesting it's fun i i solve puzzles for a living that's kind of what i do i'm sitting here with my, my chin on my hands <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just staring off into the middle distance. I'm trying to Tell imagine us. what that job yeah. would be for me. Yeah. Tell us about this liking what you do. Yeah, it, I know <laughs> it's weird. I I know exactly how lucky I am um, for multiple reasons. I mean, I have a I have a good job. I have a job that I enjoy. I have a job that I feel is important. Um, maybe the sense of importance is self-inflated by me. Totally would buy that. I mean, I I could I could put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> but the thing is, is I deal with the computer and technological side of library systems, and that stuff is fascinating to me. And not just in my job, but also the outside realms of that. Like, I'm not a computer security expert, but I know more than my fair share when it comes to computer security around library systems. I'm not a hacking expert, but I know more than my fair share when it comes to things like shadow libraries and things like that. So... Shadow libraries. Yeah, of a shadow library. If you're not, if you're not aware of the term, is something like um, Anna's archive or the Z library phenomenon, where you could go to a website and just put in a search and have access to tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, perhaps even millions of eBooks um, at, at your fingertips. But the, the importance is, is the eBooks. Or not just you're not getting a list. I mean, you can hop on IRC chat rooms and get a list of books, do a search, mm. it's fine. You kind of have to know what you're looking for. What a shadow library excels at is the same thing that any library excels at. Oh, you were looking for you know, you're looking for something by William Gibson. Okay, here are things by William Gibson. You might be interested in Bruce Sterling too. Oh. Okay. Okay. So that's what a shadow library is. It's, it's very much like a library. It's, it's totally goddamn illegal under copyright laws. So and you um, know what, though? Like, oh, see, someday we're going to have a much larger episode about the importance of archiving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think all of us are starting to like get into that mentality, too. Yeah. Like, yes. Gamers yeah. are starting to wake the fuck up to this. Yes. But, like, there Everything, was. Yeah. Um, I was listening to another podcast this morning and the guest was the guy that wrote, uh, 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 oh God, it's a great book. 
uh, they made a movie out of it. Something about John, a fucking John dies at the end. John dies at the end. Jason Park. Uh, Daily Zeitgeist. Yeah, Daily Zeitgeist. Yeah, he, was, and, and he was the Daily Zeitgeist. It's a great podcast. And, uh, uh, Jason, the guy who wrote uh, John dies at the end uh, yeah. from Cracked Magazine. Mm-hmm. Jason oh, wow, Pargin. Yeah. He was he was saying something about how like. You know, we all complain about, you know, like Netflix used to have 100,000 DVDs that it would like mail to people. Like that was the list of not the total amount they had, but they had a thousand, hundred thousand titles mm-hmm. that you could choose from and they would mail you the DVDs, et cetera, et cetera. Now that they've gotten rid of that, there's only about six, four thousand, six thousand, six thousand streaming, streaming yeah. available. Yeah, it's not great. And that's like, and you're paying so much more for it. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like that kind of hardcore 4K quality that you would get from like putting a disc into a machine machine. Not a right. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, <clears throat> the fact that like copyright is so fucked up in so many ways, like the, mm-hmm. the publisher, like nobody ever wants to pay the artist, the person that like fucking comes up with the idea. Yeah. That's why we have the strike going on in Hollywood. And yeah. it should be and it should be bigger. Um, now, that's just a resource you used up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, well, yeah. I even think about it in the sense of like, how many books are they trying to ban in like mm-hmm. exactly like, yeah. different states, and like how many things are they trying to like? It's that rage against the machine t- uh, lyric, man. They don't need to burn the books; they just remove them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, that's the importance of that. And and you know, if you live in a country where like all that shit is just banned, it's like right. now you have access to this thing. And shout like, out to the one North Korean listener. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> King John, oh, give me your fucking money. <laughs> Be don't, side don't, of don't do um, that. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah we're funded by. We like we need the sponsors, but aren't we even that bad? No. Oh, oh good lord! <laughs> Brought to you by the DPRK. <laughs> I am. I am. I do not work for a foreign government. <laughs> oh, At this God. time, now we have to declare fucking paperwork. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I think the customs forms are bad. <laughs> so anyway, so back to archive, back to the idea of, of the shadow library. Being so important. yeah, so that's what a shadow library is. I mean, we're not going to get into that today, though. If you ever want to do a, another episode on that, hi, you you know where you you know where you can find me. Um, I'm actually doing research on it as a possible book topic. I mean, that's you know, just how deep I am to that. I was going to say then write the book then and then come over here. I, I'm working on it, man. I'm working yeah. on it because it's one of those things. Like every time I like, wow, wow, oh, oh wow, Jesus Christ, how oh, yeah. did you do that? You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, nerd. Yeah. But anyway, so um, back to back to this. So now that you know that I'm a librarian, I'm a technological librarian. I get into the systems and stuff like that. Um, I deal with uh, I deal with uh, vendors that are in the library space um, because the thing is, is librarians really lack what you might call a research and development department. And even though some of this stuff should be things that we have done ourselves as a as an occupation, as a collective, as a profession, we just didn't. Um, and I, I won't bore you with the reasons why, but in the 1990s, the libraries handed over a bunch of responsibility to their information technology departments, and we've been struggling to get it back ever since. Ugh. So anyway, um, because of that, because of my profession, I'm part of a couple Discord servers where we talk about nerdy librarian crap. And... On August 15th, uh, you know, of this month, I mean, as we record this, August 15th, 2023, a, a message popped up on one of the discords that said, hey, did anybody get a weird email about a company called Patron Point? Uh-oh. And 
a few uh, responses came and said, yeah, yeah, we did. What the hell is that about? So to back up one half step, and now we're starting at point A2, I suppose, <laughs> who, who the hell is patron point? So, you may have wondered how I got here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I need to tell you, before I even get started, I need to tell you about two companies that work in the library vendor space. One is called Patron Point, and the other is called Orange Boy. If you're wondering why it's called Orange Boy, it was named after an orange cat. Because oh, like oh. Okay, see, okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I was going to rip on it, but then I'm like, oh. The other okay. one no, no, no. Like there's, there's a, uh, there's a no. platform called Baker and Taylor that I believe is also named after two library cats because librarians oh, and cats oh, have. See. Yeah, no, the other one, point, it just sounds like it wears a MAGA hat and believes <laughs> well, in the patriarchy. You know, I'm and... not, I won't throw allegations, but I won't disagree. So <laughs> um, both of these companies kind of work in the same space. And what they do on their own is that they will take the patron data from a library and they can compare that to their own databases, other databases outside something that a library might have access to and offer demographic, uh, demographic, Jesus, demographic information about uh, those patrons. So things hmm. like, okay, your patrons live in this zip code. People living in this zip code usually have a median income of X amount of dollars per year. They're into these kinds of things. They enjoy this stuff. Wait, does what? Consumer how? profiling. Consumer gotcha. profiling, one hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, I was like, yeah. how though? But uh, they can they can compare this to things like uh, business databases. Um, you know what's uh, you know what's really interesting to compare against is magazine databases. Even today, huh. where magazines huh. are a dying industry, mm. you can tell a lot about a neighborhood by the magazines they subscribe to. God, would you oh. do that for like? Mm. I did that for like the Weimar episode, mm. where like we have magazine data. That's how we know how many people you know are gay in Berlin at that exactly. The 20th. Like, that's wild. It's not the same as it used to be because, of course, you know the print yeah, industry yeah. is basically dying but mm -hmm. you know they can use information like that to kind of make educated guesses and what this is used for is straight up I'm marketing more worried oh, about the wars yeah no, so yeah. Wise. <laughs> yeah i mean marketing and figuring out what services a library should offer because if it turns out that you've got this large community of people over here or who are really into electronic stuff, for instance, mm -hmm. and you're not doing anything that's like a, a service about electronics or learning how to use, you know, e-readers or computers or something like that, you might be screwing yourself, you know, do something like that and see if you can get more people in. Because strangely enough, even though it's marketing, everything's free. I mean, most libraries do not charge anything for yeah. the services they yeah. provide. That's so, what I'm worried about right. the model. <laughs> yeah. So in, in some ways, you know, while I, I have reservations about handing patron data over to a third party, that ship sailed before Columbus. I mean, that's, you <laughs> yeah. know, that's, mm -hmm. that's, that is a, yeah. that is a done deal. And, you know, that, that's just where we are in the modern world. Man, like fucking Zuck didn't even come up with move fast and break things. That's just no, the way no. he just called out what happens. <laughs> right. So Orange Boy offers this product <laughs> called Savannah. That's the name of their product. That's what they use to glean demographic information about patrons to improve services, communication, marketing, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Savannah is completely online. Um, it's not a service that's uh, linked to the library directly. It's something that the library uses. So you're not going to see this as a patron. Librarians are dealing with this stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's completely online. Last I checked, they're using Microsoft uh, Microsoft Azure for their hosting and services and all that crap. Okay. Um, Orange Bowl was founded in 1996. That's about, what, 27 years ago? Shit, and yeah. they were founded in Franklin County, Ohio. They've been around a while. Ohio. Right. So Patron Point, they have the same kind of service. And as a competitor to Orange Boy, they often market their service, or they did, as a um, as a more um, affordable alternative. Uh-huh. Um, so, okay, fine. Um, but it, even, even Patron Point at the time would probably gr- begrudgingly admit that they weren't able to do everything that Orange Boy could. Mm. just just a better service but okay yeah it's a better service but librarians are notoriously cash strapped so mm. maybe they subscribe to the uh lower tier just to get you know some benefit out of it sure. and funny enough uh patron point is also based in ohio they're based in dublin mm. um they were founded in 2015 so ohio must be destroyed uh, yeah it just comes <laughs> all, it always comes back to ohio man well, and that was the thing that got me it's like okay well wh- when i'm doing research for the site okay where are you based ohio great where are you based oh oh ohio oh okay whatever yeah. so right so all right so that that groundwork laid we we have two companies that offer competing products and i want I want you to understand, dear listener, that these are competing products in the most nichest of niche environments. These are companies selling a service to public libraries, but specifically public libraries that have enough money to afford the service in the first place. Wow. So I, your just, your tiny little libraries in your tiny little towns, they're not going to have this. Or mm. if they do, it's because the state library paid for it for them. Sure. So, yeah, this yeah. I mean, niche, niche, niche. I mean, this is they are working in the nichest of economies. OK, let's take us back to August 15, 2023, when people on the discord are like, hey, did you get a weird email about patron point? And, you know, my, my ears went up immediately because, okay, what, weird email. What, what do you mean by weird? <laughs> yeah. um, so I talked to a couple people. I didn't get one because I'm not a director. This was sent to a bunch of library directors. Um, and I'm going to read the email in its entirety. It's not long. I understand that your organization recently entered into an agreement with a company called Patron Point and potentially dealt with an individual named Ian Downey. As a favor, I wanted to inform you that this company and Mr. Downey have a history of engaging in unethical and illegal business practices. These activities specifically include attempting to breach and unlawfully access private patron data from multiple public library systems that utilize a competing vendor's product. It may be prudent for you or your legal team to review the evidence presented in the court case provided below to determine if trusting them with the security and privacy of your patron data is responsible on your part. And this was signed by someone identifying themselves as Lisa, a data privacy advocate. As soon as I read this email, I had an instant erection. Yeah. <laughs> is this just one from like, oh, hey, we're competitors yep. to check out this lawsuit, motherfucker. Yep. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, I'm reading this email, it's like, what the fuck? So it's like we did one A, one B, and now we're at like four C. Yeah, exactly. We have moved ahead. I'm not even sure if we're in the standard American alphabet. How anymore. long has this drama been going on? Well, that's a damn good question, and I'm glad you asked. Since <laughs> 2020. 
holy shit. <laughs> so, I, 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 they, this Lisa person, um, they, uh, they linked to a bunch of court documents. And I was like, what the hell? Because I follow the landscape of what's going on in the library business world is just a matter of my occupation. 90% of it I just disregard because I don't care. It's companies that I don't deal with making deals with companies I don't deal with and I don't care. Yeah. But I know libraries that use Patron Point. Yeah. And I know libraries that use Orange Boy. And though I don't work with any of those directly, the library world is very insular and incestuous. Everybody kind of knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as I got this, I was like, okay, well, what, what, I mean, what? Cause, um, the website that I specifically follow is, um, I believe it's called uh, librarytechnology.org. It's put together by a librarian named Marshall breeding and he's brilliant. Cool. This man has followed the library technology cool. and business sphere and has contributed more articles to library journals and magazines than I have had hot meals. Wow. So I'm like, I have, I've never heard of this and I've definitely been tracking the landscape since, you know, for a while, I've never heard anything that patron point got up to that was a legal issue. So mm-hmm. I clicked the link and I was presented with a series of court documents. Now, if you've ever read court documents, you kind of know what you're getting into, Yeah, you, you know. Come now, the plaintiff with their complaint yeah. to blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. It's wizard yeah, speak. Yeah. They do that on yeah. purpose. Wizard exactly. Speak. And I'm flip, yeah. flip, 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 you know. The facts as they remain. Orange Boy is a business incorporated in Ohio. I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Uh, oh, here we go. The complaint, finally. The meaty part. Now, as I start reading through this, literally out loud, multiple times, I said, they did what? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh-oh. And so... So to be clear, for my own adult brain, mm-hmm. this is like Orange Boy is like, yo, check out these court cases for Patron Point. Well, the person that emailed this uh, this Lisa person, I uh, I tried doing some research, mm-hmm. um, and I tried you know see if there's any connection between Orange Boy Patron Point because some people were saying, well, this is someone that that's with Orange Boy that has an axe to grind, or this right. is someone yeah, with like Patron Point that has sure. an axe to grind, or disgruntled something like that. That's, or, that's it, the vibe, yeah, yeah. Or it could just be a data privacy advocate. I'm going to go ahead and believe her. Um, Mm -hmm. because, and the reason I believe her is because I did what a lot of people didn't do. And I clicked the reply button (laughs) and then I just straight up said, hi, my name's Dan. I'm part of this. Uh, I do library stuff. I have a podcast called cyberpunk librarian. I am totally not a journalist, but I read the documents and i kind of love what you did here so now bud yeah if you don't if you don't mind i have some questions so i asked some questions just to get some follow-up and kind of you know kind of feel this out lisa was very uh very professional um but also very uh pointed that you know they did not want to be further involved so totally understand so lisa will sort of exit the story now as just being the catalyst to right. all the all that happened. Look what I made. Here, have it. Yes, it was yeah. fantastic. I mean, she made, I mean, this made my month. I mean, literally, as we record this, it's August 30th. My birthday's tomorrow. I got an early birthday present. Hey! Uh-huh. Birthday. So, birthday. This will be launching at midnight after your yeah. birthday's over. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I uh, I started digging through these court documents, and 
I'll, I'll just, I guess I'll just kind of begin at the beginning and we'll kind of take it from there. Now, the first thing that kind of comes up that, uh, that got into my brain, the thing that got right up in the forefront of my brain is how have I never heard of this? Mm. I mean, this is you know, the, the allegations as we're about to find out are serious. And I will circle back to why I think this totally flew under the radar. Okay. Because I talk to multiple people in my field, directors, librarians, ILS administrators, tech services people. I said, hey, have you ever heard of this? And the response was unanimous. No, this is totally new to me. What? Wow. What, what happened? Patron point and orange boy. What? So, okay. So to begin, and I'm quoting most of this from... Um, from the court documents. Now, uh, uh, disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. I am not a lawyer. I am a librarian. Uh, they start with the same letter, and that's about it. You should not um, take legal advice from a podcast. Yes, do not take legal advice from this podcast. And I will throw the word allegedly around quite often because while the allegations were put forth, they were never denied. Mm. And that says something to me. So, so go ahead right now, listener, and get a piece of paper and write the word allegedly on it and get yes. a piece of tape and stick it in front of the screen you're looking at or yep. the keyboard you're using or keep, the phone keep that you're looking at mind. and just stare at it the whole time yeah. for the next I, hour. I am making no allegations. I am reiterating the allegations that Orange Boy brought against Patron Point. Mm. Starting on June 20, or I'm sorry, June 2nd, 2020, Orange Boy detected an attempted attack on its systems. Okay. okay. That mm -hmm. afternoon, someone used the Savannah's product. They have a forgotten password page, which lots of things do. I forgot my password, clicked the link to reset it. Gotcha. Of course. Happens all the time. The problem mm -hmm. is, is this, whoever was doing this was trying to reset the Savannah passwords for several Orange Boy boy employee email addresses, including that of the company's president, Sandy Swanson. Uh, so someone was trying to guess and or reset the passwords for orange boy mm, personnel. Interesting. Now, espionage, no, not where I would expect. But the thing is, I was going to say, like, transfer this scenario to like mega corporations just duking it out like like, was, like boeing <laughs> versus raytheon yes but instead it's like, two library companies mm -hmm. so it's, like that's oh. just the beginning but around the same time <clears throat> someone submitted fake information to a contact form on orange boy's website seeking a demonstration of savannah now this is not unusual in it of mm. itself because librarians will go to you know they they might hear of orange boy they might think this could be something we could use they'll go they fill out the contact form they say hey can we get a demo can we talk about your product sure but it it turned out that this information was absolutely fake mm. um and orange boy has a security team that uh, that, that that seems to know what they are doing. So they detected, um, they obviously detected the uh, reset passwords. Now you might be wondering, well, how did they detect that? Was there a thing? Well, no, there, there's no weird special effect going on in the background. It's just like anything else. Most of the time when you try and reset your password, it will send a link to your email yeah. telling you that someone is trying to reset your password. And if it's you click the link. Yeah. It's so, I mean, this really is really easy. Not, actually. Yeah. This is not like some, you know, 
red light going off and hacking the Gibson. It's just, you know, okay, why, <laughs> why did the company president just get an email about someone trying to reset her password? We better look into this. And mm -hmm. you would think someone trying to hack another company would be like, know this or yeah. didn't yes. care or were like bad well, at this. You would think, you would think, but believe me, it gets dumber. Cool. Oh, <laughs> this is going to get, this story. is going to get stupid. So, okay. So Wait, you guys, you guys see why I didn't tell you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So these these efforts to gain access to Savannah did not succeed. Nevertheless, the Orange Poor security team initiated an investigation and they called this an attack. Mm. So as part of this investigation, they attempted to trace the IP address of the attacker. Now, we I'm sure that this podcast has a somewhat technologically uh, apt and knowledgeable yeah. listener base. Oh, so, yes, 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 absolutely. Yes. I, exactly. I, I thought I was yeah, hoping so, you weren't going to say yes, because I'm like, no, no. Yeah, yes. no, literally our audience is smarter than we are. Yes. Saying... So, although sophisticated attackers will often try to hide their true IP address by routing their actions through various third parties, mm -hmm. uh, certain IP addresses can be traced back to particular you know, persons and situations. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, this wasn't being done. From everything that I can find throughout this entire saga, no one initiating the attack used a VPN of any kind. That's the most wow. ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Okay. So, I was going to say, available. I'm it's commercially available now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, doing this on a click and go Mac. Okay. I'm a moron. Yeah. I'm going to say that. But are you fucking kidding me? Nope. <laughs> like this? Nope. And, and, and it will become obvious to you why uh, why that is, uh, why that's obvious to the Orange that's, Boy security team. Because that's not even like the, a hacker trick anymore. That's not. Yes. Yeah. I mean, usually you bounce it through multiple VPNs, but they weren't even doing that. I mean, someone children have, know how to someone do that. should have up. Someone should have just like paid up for like a, a private internet access VPN account or something. I mean, you get that Express VPN. I mean, I hear about it on all the goddamn podcasts. Mm -hmm. So, um, Orange Boy determined that the IP of the address, uh, the IP address of the person who tried to reset these Orange Boy passwords, originated from a place called Johnstone, Scotland, which is a town near Glasgow. Okay. Um, All right. So yeah. later in the investigation, um, Orange Boy d uh, wanted to see if this address, this IP, might have popped up anywhere before. I mean, is this has, is this the first is this the first shot, or has there been something before? Right. And one entry came up, and this is where we come to beginning point A six. If anyone's keeping track, I suppose. <laughs> On January seventeen of twenty twenty. The same Scottish-based IP address tried to log into Savannah using the email address, and I don't feel bad giving this out because it's in court documents. It's a matter of public record. Scott.Ewan.Downey at gmail.com. Huh, now, you will notice that the gmail.com doesn't really sound like a library email address. No. Uh. So uh, that caught Orange Boy's attention because the person using this IP address appeared to share a last name and a location with Patron Point's Vice President of Growth, Ian Downey. Remember him? He was mentioned in the original email that started okay. this all. Yes. Mm -hmm. At the time, and maybe even today, I don't know, he lived in or near Glasgow. So, okay, okay. well, that's that's weird. That's weird. Yeah. So that yeah. was sort of the first volley on June on June second, twenty twenty, and then they found out about the the previous uh, intrusion attempt on you know back in January of the same year using an address that would never have been in the Orange Boy database anyway. I mean, it would be like me 
say, trying to log into someone else's uh, WordPress blog with a username or an email that, of course, is not in there. It doesn't make sense, but... To be there, surprised how many times that actually does There's happen. plenty of things <laughs> that don't. So, yeah. Incident 1.5. Patron Point is ramping up competition. So around this time, Orange Boy noted that Patron Point appeared to be like increasing their efforts to compete with Orange Boy. Among other things, they began uh, sending emails to Orange Boy clients, uh, comparing their product to Savannah and, you know, bringing up all the pluses and minuses. And, hey, you know, you might be paying uh, too much for Savannah. Maybe you should, you know, check with us and see what's going on. Um, Yes. And they also bought advertisements on Google to show up uh, when users search for Orange Boy and similar terms. Uh, So the ad jack is what they're doing. No, wait, uh, what, 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 when about this is, uh, what, let me try to put words in order. Yes, please. About, <laughs> about when is this, is this 2020? This is all 2020. I can, I, I, to, to put your mind at ease and to set the listener in a specific time frame. this happens from the space of January to September of 2020. Jesus mm-hmm. fuck. So like, but, but what I'm thinking is in, in terms of context, like, so the plagues is like in full swing, everything's yes. getting locked down mm-hmm. yeah, right? Right in March. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to, I don't know, attribute motivation to patron points like activity here. Right. right. Like maybe homeboy just sat home too long, got real fucking edgy and antsy. And That's decided, what it is. Let's and go in, lock. And in the UK, they <laughs> locked down harder than we did in America because right. it's America and we're fucking stupid. Right. Um, yeah. They're so, an island. They're good at it. Yeah. Spit in my mouth. Yes. Uh, and that comes from, <laughs> folks, I'm going to talk to you the way I normally talk around here. That comes from someone who lives in Kentucky. <laughs> so anyway, in uh, so that that's going on about the same time. I mean, it, it, there there is not a genius at work here that is putting two and two together to come up with four. But okay, they kind of set back. Okay, well, you know, we're not going to just you know grab our pitchforks and torches and start a problem. Well, <clears throat> they didn't have to wait long. In late July of 2020, another attack on Orange Boy's security drew closer scrutiny. Now, I'm going to read that again because that's coming from the court document. In late July, another attack on Orange Boy's security drew closer scrutiny, much like a person outside your house spreading gasoline on your front porch and trying to strike a match will draw <laughs> closer scrutiny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're going, I, I might even open the door and say something. Yes, exactly. And that's kind <laughs> of what happened here. This attack was a three-parter. Okay. Uh-huh. July 29, 2020, someone using the IP, uh, using the IP address initial, um, sorry, so using the same IP address initiated an email subscription bomb against five orange boy email addresses. Now, to those who don't know, an email bomb is basically a DDoS attack, a distributed denial of service attack using email. And if you're wondering how this works, it's real simple. Five orange boy email addresses were signed up to over 10,000 email subscription lists. Oh, that's a lot of, that's a lot of porn. Now, why, why would you do that? Well, you might do that because as we mentioned before, when you try to reset an email password, it's going to send an email to the person involved. But if they're too busy dealing with 10,000 mm-hmm. email subscription lists, that, okay. that might be, uh, that might Still be missed. Straight. 
Yeah. Your signal to noise ratio goes way down. So, um, and at the worst, I mean, this email bomb can make the target's email service completely unstable. Right. Um, you know, unless you have damage too. Yeah, exactly. Unless you have a Gmail or an Outlook or whatever or something like that, even if you've got a professional Microsoft Exchange server, you're still going to have problems dealing with what amounts to 50,000 email yeah. subscription lists. There's, mm-hmm. still, there's still a limit to how many, e- like, there is like a memory, even if you do like a Google business. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's still like a limit to how much memory right. fucking Gmail has. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so yeah, this, this was obviously initiated to uh to basically bury important emails like you know password change notifications in a flood mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. unimportant messages sure so shortly after this email subscription bomb began the same email the same ip address that initiated this attack began <laughs> trying to guess and in some cases trying to reset the passwords of several different savannah users now this time around the efforts to gain access to savannah were not limited to just orange boy staff people, but this time the attacker began trying to guess passwords associated with orange boy clients. Might I remind you that orange boy's clients are public libraries. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, the, the person initiating this attack was basically trying to hack in to public library databases to look at orange boy's product and patron data. Oh, Fuck. Oh, man. It is, it's real corporate espionage. Yeah, shit. I mean, like, it's how? this. I, this is this is like the third time while reading the court document where I said they did what? I, I, at this point in the story, I would like to establish uh, an award <laughs> that for we stories for stories like this, like yes. uh, where. So the award is currently up in the air, but mm-hmm. it is called the NCIS Hacker Scene Award. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where, so, where, uh, where, uh, yeah, they're typing on the same keyboard. Two, two people are typing on the same. Yeah, it's my favorite thing in the world. Yes. Um, it's yeah, literally where yeah, I yeah. stopped watching the show. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, so I, we'll watch that clip at least five, oh, seven yeah, times no. a year because it's just. Dueling hackers. Dueling oh, hackers. The only thing that was. No, no, duetting hackers. That's it, the fucked up part. But it was a brilliant. It was probably the most brilliant shark jump I have ever seen, and it was the most beautiful. And so tongue in cheek, yes. like they they knew what they were doing. Oh, so, they one hundred percent know what the, they were doing. But here's my question: oh, who ahead. do we, who do we award it to? Like, do we award it? Like, were they successful in that scene? So <laughs> would it be like the NCIS hacker scene award would go to someone like the good guys in mm-hmm. the story, as it were, or would it go to like the dipshits? Right, yeah, because it's such a shark jumping piece. Yeah, of I don't shit think scene. it matters at this point because <laughs> the only thing that would make the story better is we find out the hackers have like a shitting name for themselves. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh well, I'm, um, I'm bracing myself here. Ki- Let me... Um, kind of. Oh no! Oh no! Kind of. It's you, been a minute, fellas. You're you're, you're jumping has... ahead, but only just. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No, I was so, so okay. So uh, we return. We return to uh, uh, Dudley Do Right and uh, them trying to you know hack into public library patron databases. Um, yes, I did say that. <sighs> so okay. So they've got. They've got an, you know, picture. Wait, would it be, would it be, would it be Dewey Decimal, right? Yeah, well, no, not the, not the patron databases, but yeah. Dudley Dewey Decimal. Dudley Dewey Decimal. Is that like, you know, I could take that. Like, you don't want to get me. We'll workshop this. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to get me started on Melville Dewey because the man was a 
fuckhead. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. <laughs> heard that his uh, his <laughs> uh, hot librarian take the Dewey Decimal System is bullshit, and its creator was an asshole. So okay, <laughs> that's all I know. I'm so, sorry. I, I would put that on a shirt. The, I was the, raised Catholic. Yeah, Noble Dewey, <laughs> Noble Dewey was an asshole, and the Dewey Decimal System is bullshit. Anyway, that's so, a forthcoming episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that, I'll, I'll, I ought to put that on my own podcast. So anyway, so so okay, Orange Boy's security team is dealing with this. They've got you know five of their email addresses have been signed up for ten thousand email subscription lists. Someone is beginning to try and guess passwords of staff members and public library clients. And I say public library very pointedly because that's who this is marketed to. Mm. Academic libraries have really no need of this. They know their patron base. It's the students. Right, right. So, yeah. Um, So, okay, fine, fine. While all of this is going on, someone impersonating a potential client began seeking non-public information about Savannah. It's mm. kind of a long, I couldn't get the, uh, I couldn't find out what was sent or the text that was sent, but just reading the court documents, the thing that appeared in my brain right away was Steve Buscemi walking up to someone and saying, hello, fellow librarians. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it was apparently that bad. So someone filled out the form on Orange Boy's website claiming to be a Sarah Mortimer from the St. Paul Library. It's not a bad fake name. Yeah. yeah. Mortimer. All yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not a bad Paul Library. St. Paul is a good name for a library because, yeah, there's there's multiple libraries with that name. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Sarah, quote, asked for information on how Savannah handles messaging to library users. Interesting. Um, that's really not part of the package. I mean, it does that, but it's kind of like a side thing that it does. Um, so after Orange Boy's sales manager answered her initial question, Sarah, quote unquote, responded with additional, more detailed requests. Uh, Hello, fellow librarians. Um, (laughs) Orange Boy's sales manager offered to set up a phone call to discuss further, but Sarah declined, claiming that she was on the front desk today, which is librarian speak for no, I can't go out. I'm washing my hair. Sure. Yeah. So, okay. She's on the front desk today. Fine. Sure. So later, after Sarah asked for access to a demo site, Orange Boy's sales manager again offered a schedule for a time to talk. Um, Sarah again declined. She claimed that she would be on vacation the following week and was asking for additional information that she could peruse during that vacation. Keep in mind, while all of this is going on, they're dealing with an honest-to-God cyber attack in the background. Um, have they drawn a parallel? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think they might have put, uh, put some dots together. Also, just as a, uh, as a point of uh, sort of behind, you know, behind the scenes in the library world, you know, uh, um, anyone that's working the front desk is probably not emailing Orange Boy about anything. That's, right. Right. That, that, yeah. that's not yeah. where you're going to find front desk librarians. Now there are plenty like of exceptions to right? that. Yeah. I mean, at that point you have gone up the administrative ladder where you might see the front desk as you walk past it on your way in and out of the library. Right. Yeah. Like so, front desk, they're yeah. working. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out to my Cirque boys because I love all of you circulation jerks. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I worked in circulation for 17 years. I get behind a front desk whenever I can. It's the best. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so uh, Sarah declined again. You know, she's going to be on vacation. 
Um, the problem is, is when she uh, responded to that email, the email did not come to Orange Boy from the original email, which was St. Paul Library at Outlook.com. By the way, libraries don't tend to use Outlook.com, but some do, but most of them have their own domains. So it would be more likely yeah. to come from like Sarah.Mortimer at stpaullibrary.org. But that, that's okay. We'll just lay that aside um, mm. because the rest of the conversation came from someone at beth.ryan100 at gmail.com claiming they were Sarah. I see. So uh, it sounds hour. like okay. they forgot that they were logged into their alt mm. <laughs> and sent an email as their primary. You should run for Senate. Yeah. I mean, this is like a pretty typical scammer tactic, but it's just really poorly executed. Exactly. Bad, now, yeah. now Very needless bad. to say, Orange Boy's sales manager was talking to the uh, security team and saying, oh, by the way, um, and so I'm sure all of these machinations were going on in the background. So mm -hmm. I have a note here that a teenager in a hacker's movie would have handled the social engineering in a more expert manner. Yes. And I stand behind <laughs> this that. This is true. It's true. Um, you will yeah, find, I mean, you will find more realistic hacking in the movie Hackers. I was going to say, it's the anniversary, wasn't it? I know because they've done worse stuff, you know, just to burn each other. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, so, man. Upon further investigation, while they were dealing with all that, Orange Boy determined that Sarah Mortimer was using the same IP address as the person who initiated the email subscription bomb <laughs> and who had been trying to guess the Savannah passwords. It's like, it's like I, I think it's in the movie Zoolander where like they're breaking into a place and the security team is just watching the cameras, like watching them do the whole fucking yeah. job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, it's exactly. Let's see how this plays out. Let's see how this exactly. plays out. Exactly, you know, we, we can't get them on grand theft unless we actually let them steal something so you know yeah, yeah. Right. Let's just let them of, in. i think that's kind of the uh kind of the mentality here so during the during this you know orange boys investigation um wasn't able to determine the identity of sarah mortimer um so you know they looked into this person is this a real is this a real librarian um now to their credit they also uh queried called emailed contacted all of the libraries in the United States and Canada that were called St. Paul, Paul anything to see <laughs> if they were able to confirm that they employ a person with that name. Now, my wife works in HR. Almost anybody can call an HR department and get a confirmation or a denial of someone ever working at a, uh, at a sure. place. That's the minimum that's, public information you can get from somebody. Exactly. So that's, you know, this isn't even hard. This is just time consuming. Yeah. Um, so, and no, and social media searches turn up no useful information about Sarah Mortimer. However, here's where, it, and I keep, it, it's like the old joke where, you know, uh, the old joke about Russian history can always be described as, and then it got worse. Yeah. This can be described <laughs> as then it got dumber. Uh, <laughs> Orange boy discovered, however, that there were Twitter accounts that appear to be connected to this attacker. One what? such account was named St. Paul Public Library. And oh. right now, Twitter and X, X, no, it's Twitter. Fuck you, Elon. It's yeah. Twitter. Um, last I checked, which was a few days ago, these accounts are still up. You can go to twitter.com slash St. Paul Pub 
PLI1, I'm sorry, St. Paul Public LI1, which totally sounds like a professional account. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you can see it's still there. I mean, St. Paul Public Library is still there. And there's another one for uh, Beth Ryan. Uh, that's twitter.com, Beth, R-Y-A, 373-89413, the best Twitter account name you could come mm-hmm. up with. Oh, that's that's brilliant. That, yes. Man, I must have been thinking on that one. Uh-huh. Now, both accounts were created in May 2020. And their only activity up to that point were to retweet numerous marketing messages from Patron Points corporate account. That is all they ever tweeted. They made like fake Twitter. They made to sock puppets that yeah. basically announced that they were sock puppets. <laughs> now, the, the best thing about this is if you look at the uh, the account for the St. Paul Public Library. Um, I put that in heavy air quotes. You'll notice that their uh, Twitter avatar, their logo looks a bit plain and it's totally plain. I found it in five minutes uh, on Shutterstock.com. <laughs> I mean, it's literally, it's literally, I want you to think of a vector image, a color, a color vector image of a stack of books with bookmarks hanging out of that. And now you know what mm. the uh, avatar looked like. Uh, yeah. Sarah, or I'm not sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Not Sarah, Beth. Beth Ryan's account, uh, her Twitter avatar is like the share icon that you see pretty much everywhere. It's the most generic bluish like share icon there is. Mm-hmm. Um, so they uh, that's all they did was they retweeted patron point marketing uh, tweets. That That's it. Man. So, okay. They, Were they the same ones? <laughs> so they've got they've got this uh they've got this um one would say pile of evidence, maybe a mountain of evidence. I so, think mine might call it an orgy of evidence. Yes, you know, <laughs> I mean th- this is this is a pile. And by August 3rd, 2020, Orange Boy is satisfied that Patron Point is behind the attacks. Now here's where I come into the story and start questioning what the fuck are you doing? Because yeah. what they did, and I don't understand why, um, and I asked Lisa if she knew why, and she had no thoughts on the matter that she wanted to share, but um, they sent a letter to Patron Point, a, a legal notice from their counsel to Patron Point's counsel, demanding the attacks cease. <laughs> now, okay. in my mind, yeah. they could have taken the same pile of evidence to the FBI and the NCA, which is yeah. the national crime agency in the UK that deals with cybercrime, dropped it on their desk and said, have a good time. Yeah. And there would be one less competitor in the uh, library patron demographic space. But do they, something about it. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't you know, do that. Because wow, you know, those agencies, shows... are, you know, those agencies are like, oh boy, this but, is well, the thing is, is this would have been the easiest. Yeah. This would have been yeah. the easiest case. I mean, they, they probably could have. On it. Yeah, the NCA probably could have taken a look at the uh, at the um, um, at the mountain of evidence and just drove out to Scotland and made some arrests. Yeah, they so, would have had so much fun. Like, well, yeah. they'd do a they'd do a BBC miniseries about it. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, um, it's very, yeah, it's very lenient. Like that's really like. It shows a lot of like restraint or natureness of, restraint. of like, to be like of restraint. Hey, you're the only other one in the game. Um, we're not assholes who do yeah. corporate espionage. The, um, yeah. Stop doing this. The only the only thing I can think of that stops Orange Boy from just handing Patron Point over to the feds, lock, stock, and both smoking barrels, is this hurts their business too. 
because mm -hmm. this is a very public display of, sure. oh, by the way, this entire industry is not as secure as you think it is. Right. Hmm. So I could maybe see that as a thing. Um, just as a quick footnote, before Orange Boy investigators um, did this, they noted that the uh, the attacks, which began on, like I said, July 29, the website had been visited by an IP address that traced back to Wilmslow, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right because it's an English name, Wilmslow, England, and to, once again, Johnston, Scotland. Now, Patron Point's uh, business development director at the time, Nigel Wilden, uh, lives in or near the town of Wilmslow, England. So once again, no VPN was used, no attempt to cover tracks. They're just firing up Chrome and trying Incredible. to log into shit. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you don't want to think someone would be trying to frame them for it, but why it's not? That? That's the thing. And Orange Boy uh, specifically states in their court documents that they do not provide services to any libraries in the United Kingdom. It does not market to it does not market Savannah in the United Kingdom. Orange hmm. Boy services are pretty much a North American enterprise limited to the United States and <laughs> Canada. That's it. There is no reason for someone from the United Kingdom to really be visiting their website yeah you said so. their lockdown was harder so exactly probably, like, this dude was just rocking back and forth exactly and we're He's probably sitting there just like watching swordfish watching hackers right. yeah. <laughs> good pull oh can I can see is the gun to fucking dude's head oh like, that's such a good and they're probably thinking to themselves fuck i could do that right. <laughs> yeah that's what it is yeah. so mm -hmm. you know so uh, like i yeah. said uh, august 3rd Orange Boy is satisfied that Patron Point is behind the attacks, and they send a letter to Patron Point saying, knock it off. You know, we see you. Right. Yeah. Um, August 7th. They go, yikes! And, like, close the laptop? Yes. Or... Now, the <laughs> same the same day, um, soon after, if not the same day, but soon after, this letter is sent and received. Those aforementioned Twitter accounts stop tweeting. They just <laughs> no. stop. They're so then they haven't tweeted since, uh, from what I could tell. I couldn't actually look at the Twitter accounts because Elon's fucking with the way you use Twitter now, so yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah, Did, no, we, we pulled eject on it, mm -hmm. you know. I think Neon Dystopia might still be up there, but Low Life, we... we yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, was, I'm yeah, done, yeah. so... Mm -hmm. But anyway, so yeah. the Twitter accounts went dead. Did they kill those poor ladies? I don't yeah. know, maybe, you know. <laughs> they burned down the St. Paul Library. Wherever it's it is, like, every time you and shit, he just like yeah. shuts <laughs> the whole section yeah. down. Where's the St. Paul Library? In it, hell. It, it's in St. Paul, dumbass. Every <laughs> <laughs> time was it Susan Mortimer or Sarah Mortimer? Uh, Sarah Mortimer. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't matter. Every time you say it, I just thought of famous Mortimer. It, Wasn't that the you know that was the band in uh, Mr. Show, right? Yeah. Okay. And and, right. and I think of S and M. So, but that could be yeah. just my own proclivities. What? Mm -hmm. What? Anyway. Um, hey, so uh, August 7th, uh, August 7th, 2020, Orange Boy Council receives a call from Patron Point's council. So now the lawyers are talking oh and Patron Point, you know, assures that they are investigating the matter. Steps mm. are being taken and we need some more information. And you know, all right, look, straight up. Anytime I hear the words internal investigation, I've discounted any findings. Yeah. 118%. Just a little bit extra because it's that true. So, okay, do an investigate. good job investigating yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
<laughs> we're going to investigate ourselves. We, we, we found no wrong. Yes, we've checked into the matter and we found that we were right. Anyway, we've exonerated ourselves of all crimes. Yes, we're Good innocent. So, uh, like- so patron points council asks for more information, uh, which uh, which Orange Boy provides. And it's like you know, it's one of those things where okay, we're going to. If we're going to be involved in good faith. Uh, they have asked for information. We want them to continue the investigation and put a stop to this um, and, you know, take steps against the people who initiated the attack and were part of it. So they, Whatever they set bad this up. apples have done this on their own accord. Yes. And um, up. yeah. So, uh, but they also kind of set a deadline and they say um, by August 10th, we want you to communicate what's being done to remedy the situation. Mm. August 10th comes and goes. The deadline goes unanswered. And on August 20th, that is when the initial complaint and lawsuit was filed against patron point. Mm. So August 20, 2020, um, you know, all goes together. Um, You know, orange boy is claiming that patron points council is assuring them that there are there are investigations, but there is no action to be seen on that front. Hmm. Um, the attacks have stopped by this point, um, but the damage is done. I mean, they've they've had to deal with all of the you know all of the fallout. Um, I'm sure that there were public library people involved that also got the emails that said, Hey, someone's trying to uh, reset your password. Is there anything you'd like to do about that? And then they call orange boy and say, Hey, someone's trying to reset my password. What should I do about that? <laughs> um, so I'm sure that orange boy is dealing with a whole bunch of stuff on the back end, which doesn't oh, yeah. come out in the court order. It's just that I know how the business kind of works. Sure. On August 20, uh, as well, they also file for a restraining order against Patron Point and tell Patron Point in this restraining order that they need to retain all logs, emails, and etc. for prompt discovery. In other words, they're putting them on notice that if you delete any of this stuff, we will drop a train on you. <laughs> um, okay. So, you know, it sits there. Until September 14, 2020, when Orange Boy dismisses the lawsuit, which is the most anticlimactic thing I have ever seen. What? Yes, they just just dismissed the lawsuit with prejudice. Whoa. In other words, they have dismissed the lawsuit in such a way, this is me not being a lawyer, but I can tell you that with prejudice means that the lawsuit was dismissed in such a way that it cannot be brought against Orange Boy. I'm sorry, against Patron Point again. So what I'm thinking is, is that a shitload of money probably exchanged hands, but I have no evidence to that because, of course, the settlement that they reached is not part of the legal record. Public disclosure, right? Yes. So the takeaway from all of this is that from January, at least that we know of, that Orange Boy knows of, from January to basically late July, early August, one company dealing with library data was trying to hack into another company dealing with library data in order to gain an edge over them <laughs> so that they might better compete with them in this nichest of niche markets. It's like wow. like a nuclear conflict in a pocket island. Right, exactly. It's like, you know, why would you It's eat- like Guam goes to war with Tuvalu. Yeah, like, why are you even bothering to commit? Like, we we've given the okay on some crimes, and we've made fun of a lot of bad crimes. 
sometimes. But like, this is like, I think our first like, motivated by money. But this one is kind of like, why though? You're in exactly. Wait, uh, real quick. You said the the one was in Franklin, Ohio. What was the uh, what was the other town? Uh, they were in. No, it's not Franklin. One was. Uh, let's see, Franklin County, Ohio. I'm sorry, that was Orange okay. Boys in Franklin County, Ohio, and Patron Point was based in Dublin, Ohio. Okay. Now, we're not done. <laughs> like what? Like, oh, okay. We're, we're we're not done. <laughs> That's the scary thing, because okay, so beloved, I want you to remember that this all started for me. When we started at point A1 right. on August 15th of this month, it's been what, 15 days, literally, since then. And okay, so I'm reading through these court documents. I'm talking to people. I'm asking questions. I'm kind of being a journalist, even though I'm not a journalist. I am in no way a journalist, but God, am I curious. Yeah. No mm-hmm. one has heard of this. No one has uh, seen anything about this before. I Googled and checked multiple databases. Uh, I checked Marshall Breeding's library, uh, uh, library technology website, where he literally has nothing but, um, he's got an RSS feed of nothing but press releases from various library vendors and businesses. Sounds boring. 90% of it is, but the 10% of it that interests me is like pure gold. So that's why I follow it. So I'm looking, I'm checking where this has to have shown up in a zeitgeist. This has to show up in a Library Journal, American Library. Someone picked the story up. No right. one picked the story up. No one. What? We're breaking the story up. If you look for this <laughs> on Google and in various databases, you are pointed back to the court documents pretty much every single time. Wow. You will never find. So you will never find an article, to my knowledge, that says <clears throat> Orange Boy sues Patron Point for hacking attempt. Yeah, oh, look, this is like right. straight, clear, cut, corporate espionage. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Yes. And yeah. no one reported no one it because I guess it. it's libraries and that's apparently no. boring for people. The reason it's like that, the reason it was never picked up, and this is my own opinion, but the reason it was never picked up by any publication is because it happened in early 2020. At that point, all uh. public libraries were concerned about was locking down. Oh, How do we man. continue to Everyone's serve the public? How do we continue mm-hmm. to... Uh, forward our mission to provide services and materials and information to our patrons in the background this lawsuit's going on and no one notices because the whole library world zeitgeist at that point is shit about how to how to deliver curbside service how yeah, to deal yeah. with emergency it outbreaks how it do you seem like a privacy breach because it's it's inter uh, the same um the same company is it's the same field. Yes. So yeah. It doesn't seem like as a breach. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes total sense though. Exactly. God, how many crimes happened when the pandemic was just killing people every fucking yeah. day? So there was, so while this whole um, email bomb was going on, this email based denial of service attack was happening. There was a COVID based denial of service attack in behind that. They yeah. just right. took the library world's attention off of anything like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, to say that it flew under the radar is it, it's not even flying under the radar. It's a stealth bomber flying under the radar. It's not even going to be picked up if it's flying above the radar. 
No, that makes total it's in sense. some dude's backpack off the trail. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, because how does this compete with, hey, you're all going to die? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So this is this is a non-issue. If it had happened a year before or a year after, mm-hmm. it would have been all over the library. We probably world. would have talked about it. Honestly. Yes. Oh, there, there would have been some kind of news article in some kind of library publication, but it didn't exist at the time. There was no press release from Orange Boy about how they had been, you know, been pursuing Patron Point. There have been nothing about this anywhere. Uh So I said we're not quite at the end, and I meant that. Oh, good. This email that started this all off was received August 15, 2023. A week before last, I believe it was. I'd have to check my notes here. But um, week before last, it was announced that Patron Point was acquired by another library company called SpringShare. Okay. In other words, the business was just sold. Hmm. The timing cannot be more suspect and perfect that this thing goes out about, hey, Patron Point might be a totally crooked organization. And then the week after that email drops, they get bought. (laughs) i mean we just committed a lot of crimes all right time to cash out exactly i mean and and springshare is behind a lot of library stuff i mean they've been a library vendor for god knows how long i don't even okay good i thought there were gonna be like some tech bullshit no no springshare has been around for ages yeah okay company to get their capabilities now exactly Mm -hmm. so they bought patron point because just like every other um every other uh, field of business and corporation consolidation is a real thing. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The, uh, the library system that I work with is Polaris ILS, which used to be owned by a company called Polaris, which was bought by a company called innovative, which was bought by a company called Procrest, which was bought by a company called Clarivate. God, you were I mean, the only small industry. Yeah. The only goal is to create the, uh, the, the site or the, the service that's going to be bought eventually right. and never, ever deal with it again. That's exactly what it is. And because this is all within the same industry, it's, it's in no one's benefit to have a big story told about it. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's corporate espionage, like right out in the, in the open. Yeah. Badly done. But... Yeah. And, and that, that's what got me about the whole thing. Wasn't just like the brazenness of it, but the ineptitude. I mean, it's one yeah. thing to go yeah. after someone hammering tongs, but to do it while, you know, not even putting on a mask and just being buck ass naked while you're attempting <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like something he did on his sofa, drunk, not wearing pants. Yeah, like, I mean, and, you know, the entire thing just, it, it it's just one of those things that it blew my mind. Not only that it, that it happened at all. But yeah. that it was so brazen, so inept, and then so unreported. Yeah. I, um, I, I mean, like showing up naked, banging on a cast iron pan, mm-hmm. I, like levels of what the fuck. It's, yeah. um, I, mean, I think it's just, it's an embarrassing story in a larger scale of things. It's, it's evidence of, of an advanced, advanced state of system decay if this tiny niche industry thinks it's worth it. <laughs> to risk yes. these kind of things to get a, an edge and in, in yeah mm-hmm. now, just... now granted there are millions to be made in the uh, library sure. vendor market but unless you're one of like the top three companies unless you're basically like some some folks will even be familiar with overdrive um okay. there there are millions to be made not not billions right so so no pressure yeah no. i mean yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. of those things like basically in this sphere at the time there were only the two businesses. There was Orange Boy and Patron Point, and that was kind of it. 
So, so it wasn't like a Microsoft versus Google versus right. Apple versus, you know. So what, so what you're saying is if you're in this business, you're kind of just in it to do the thing for like the service as this opposed is, to like, yes. yeah. you know. You, you are marketing services to government organizations, which is yet another thing that, you know, is in the background that, okay, yeah, they were trying to hack public library databases. That's a government goddamn organization. I mean, and the thing is, is they were doing it. uh, A lot of these attacks were being initiated from the UK. That's international cybercrime. Yeah, (laughs) that's a big one. Yeah. I wonder how Interpol feels about that. One would wonder. Yeah. I do you guys know, like, have you driven through Ohio? I, I try not to, but I have done Once by okay, accident. Okay. We turned so, right around when we realized. No, I, 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 <laughs> I, yeah, no, no. I, I get you. I get you. Are we dead or is this Ohio? Uh, yeah. Well, never, I mean, the joke I when I was a kid, like, we used to go to Dayton a lot. And it's like, uh, you know, because my and uncle were stationed at Wright Pat, and I lived in Youngstown, and that drive is five and a half hours. Jesus Because it's Christ. diagonal northeast to southwest. Oh, my God. <laughs> and oh. that's how big it is. And the joke used to be, oh, you're driving to Dayton, so it's going to be corn, 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 Stuckies, corn, 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 <laughs> Stuckies, corn, 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 Columbus, corn, 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 Mansfield, corn, 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 Dayton. Mm-hmm. Dude, I exactly thought Pennsylvania was bad. Well, it is, because it's like, like more east and west, but they, at least they have fucking mountains. This shit's just like, eh, you know, like the whole time. Anyhow. I only point this out to let you know that, you know, it's a big state. It's like twice the width of Indiana. You know what I'm saying? But like maybe two thirds, three fifths the width another, of Pennsylvania. Another, pl- mm-hmm. another place you shouldn't go to. Well, <laughs> no, I, I the reason why I asked where these cities were is because I thought that they were just like kind of in some armpit areas, like, you know, not even Mansfield, not even Akron, just like way out in the sticks or something like that. Because mm. I've heard of them, but I've never like, like, wow, they sound familiar. Oh, yeah. No, they're fucking 17.4 miles apart. They're literally like just north of Columbus. Yeah, they're, they're down the, well, kind of sort of down the interstate from each other. They literally are. It's, yeah. it's literally a 19 minute drive. Uh-huh. These guys know each other. <laughs> they know each other. Well, and... They know each other. Not only do they know each other, I guarantee you that they've traded employees back and forth. Maybe not, you know, like baseball players. I promise you, they have been to their each other's kids' fucking birthday party. Exactly. It's the equivalent of them trying to break into their garage to steal like their lawnmower. Exactly. There's a personal element underneath all this. Like met at a conference or sleeping with the guy's wife or something. Well, and that's the thing. It's like um, it's like that scene. Oh God, I can't remember. Was it House of a Thousand Corpses where? Um, yeah. People come in and try and rob the uh, convenience store and chicken place, and mm-hmm. one of the guys recognizes the other guy's voice. Oh my god! Even though he's yeah. wearing a mask, like, hey, no, you're Richard uh, Wick. You work at I know you, little right. Dick Wick. Yeah, yep. I mean, that's kind of, and that's not just these two organizations. That's how the entire goddamn library world works. No, then They're orange cats, so then orange close together. It, it's very insular and it's very incestuous. I. I uh, have. I, be, see, here's the thing. This would be hitting different if one was in, like, okay, I'm in Franklin County, you know, Ohio, and the other one's like, yeah, I'm in, I don't know, like Seattle. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, 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 different. Yeah. Like, does he think because he's lives like, in Scotland and he's doing it, like it's he's not going to get caught or whatever? Right. Well, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I, I couldn't just, even, I couldn't even speak to that. Well, it's I'm just further away. I'm further away, so they won't find me. It, it, yeah, exactly. like international yeah. law doesn't apply. Like, uh-huh. it's like. Dude, we all know Interpol's a thing. Like, yeah. What are you t- like? 
it has a cool name. What do you want? Like, what do you think? Like, if he was in the office 17 miles away, like, he would be caught there, but not if he's in Scotland. No, instead, he's trying to rob rob it, and then, like, it. Orange Cat is like, fuck your daddy. (laughs) I mean, this is like grandma. I love Peller Beanie shit. Yeah. Rest in peace, peace, Captain Spold. God, I miss that dude. I do. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that, you know, in, in, in the library tech world, yeah, I mean, we, I've seen hacks. I've seen hacking attempts. Um, there have been libraries that have gone down to, um, a cy- uh, not cyberware, um, ransomware. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a website. Is a totally oh, different thing. Hospitals have been going down for yeah. ransomware. Oh, I yeah. Mean, I, I want to say, I want to say it was like Boston Public and then like Dallas Public or something like that. I mean, it's yeah. not, and the thing is, it's not their fault. It, it comes down to, a lot of stuff, um, a lot of stuff runs on the same shit. It's almost yeah. all Windows. And if you know how to hack Windows, you know how to hack like 90% of like the corporate world. Now, the mm-hmm. internet runs on Linux. That's true. Most everything on the internet runs on Linux. And a lot of that Linux stuff is powered by Windows on the back end. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, not even, well, everything is scams all the way down. Exactly. Like, even, <laughs> even having a public facing, like for Neon Dystopia, like my fucking email is all scams. Oh, it's yeah. all people trying yeah. to get my credit, like trying to like mimic something else to get my credentials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My email. Yeah. Spoiler alert, we have no money. You're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's just all scams and it's just gotten worse as the years have gone on. Yeah. Like, and I, and I've done training for librarians and stuff where it's like, here's how a spear phishing attack works. You've heard of phishing. Have you heard of spear phishing? So yeah. I'm going to send you an email and it looks like it's coming from your boss and it's going to yeah. reference things that you yeah. do. And it's going to reference things that your boss would know. How do I know that? Because LinkedIn exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know who your boss is because I looked you up and you report to the branch manager at such and such library. And that's how I know who your boss is. And I, I know my, who your yeah. boss's boss is. And I know who the yeah. boss's boss's boss is. So. Right. LinkedIn's not a great idea. My favorite my favorite one is like trying to look like um, the interface that we use, like who, mm. who we do the website. Yes. For. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they try and say like, uh, hey, your password's going to expire on yeah. this email account. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to reset it. Click this. And I'm like. How dumb do you fucking think I am? <laughs> well, and I'll tell you how how dumb they they can be. Um, I won't name I won't name names just to you know protect the innocent. But um, there was a <laughs> hack. Well, it's not even a hack. It was just a freaking spear phishing attack. Mm-hmm. Um, a few years back when I was uh when I was working in Arizona for a company that we worked with, that we we got this email from the CEO of the company that was very strange and very suspect. And as soon as I saw it, I knew what had happened. Someone mm. had emailed the CEO and he, there was a a link that you needed to click to reset your password. So mm. they did. And they oh. took, you know, they were taken to a thing that looked exactly like the Office 365 portal. Oh, CEOs are a good hit, though. They're dumb as fuck. That's the thing. Yeah, CEOs <laughs> will click on anything. Yeah, that's um, a good Even one. for tech companies, CEOs will click on anything. Yeah, CEOs yeah, are fucking stupid. They don't yeah. know. They don't know they don't shit. Know. They just want that line go up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just sit there and make money. So, you know, as soon as I saw it, it's like, well, that's uh that's a thing. And I emailed uh, my contact at the company and said, hey, um, I think you got a problem. And they mm. emailed me back like five minutes later. Like, oh, shit. And like, well, that's not what they said. But that was the tone of the email. Like, OK, so we'll get our security team on that. Needless to say, don't click anything. Dude, I'm not clicking anything. Maybe tell your team not to click anything. <laughs> right. yes, yeah. I'm telling you not to click it. Like, oh. Damn it, dude. We wouldn't have this conversation. You don't tell me. God. Your CEO was just like versed in like Windows 95 and Mm -hmm. like never thought to learn anything else because he's like sin promoted to the level of his incompetence. Oh, yeah. Apparently, CEO. Uh, (laughs) 
Who's on first? Yeah. What's on second? I don't know. It's not third. <laughs> oh, Jesus God. Man. How does the Flash player work? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the anatomy of one of the most inept, stupid-ass attacks I have ever seen. And that's so coming from someone movie. who's, like, looked at this shit for years. Yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, go ahead. This would be a great movie along the lines of American Animals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I could see this being like a, uh, what, what was that movie, Margin Call or something like that? Yeah, yeah where, you know, the, the, the movie is fantastic, even though nothing really happens in it, and it all happens within like 48 hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, I still can't I believe the no... big short. The big short did it, I think, pretty well. They did yeah. a very good job, yeah. Yeah, that, that was I a said, lot of fun. I still can't believe that, like, no one's talking about this. Like, thank you for making us the first ones. Yeah. But it, it's wild that, like, no one's, like, even in cybersecurity, I guess because, like, it's not, like, some sophisticated, it's, this is, like, amateur hour. Yes. But amateur and, hour. And it was apparently industry. amateur it's hour important. that was initiated by the higher echelon of a oh. major company. You know, so at least in that sphere. Right. It's yeah, inter industry, so it's not, quote unquote, criminals doing it. Yeah. So nobody cares yeah yeah, yeah like it didn't well, raise the price of gas trying to hack the ceo of another company yeah this is this is grudge shit yeah this yeah. is yeah. like well considering they're like what you said 17 miles apart that's yeah i'm just thinking like the guy's no so way. dumb he thinks he's in scotland he's not gonna get caught i don't know exactly they, they live there or is it like, like they're, they're not even they're well, not, not only do they know each other they probably worked for each other at different companies the oh uh um that patron point uh vice president that i mentioned ian downey founded another library company called collection hq which provides basically the same kind of information that patron point does but it's based upon the items in a library's collection <laughs> So, chronically funding f founding and funding companies oh just that happens like, a lot especially yeah, in this sphere you will you will find people that do you, you'll find people that just take other people with them and they just follow them around they haven't worked for x company for years they've worked for x person for years because mm -hmm. x wow. person is at you know company a and then they leave and go to company b and they take their retinue with them you know so i mean yeah. loyalty you know that works mm -hmm. but like i could just bet like the dude is like yeah, you should have, should have turned my pencil. Oh, rack. Guys, like, if if I went to another podcast, I'd bring you guys with me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and, I, and I get that. That's not something I can necessarily fault somebody for. I, yeah, it's, no, it's yeah, not quite totally. like you know, I don't, cronyism. I guess maybe it could be if you did that wrong. Mm -hmm. But like, if you do it right sure. and you have a good team and you're efficient, yeah, no. As long as it's not in politics, I have less of a problem of having literally your gang come with you. Like, yeah. right, you know, yeah. like I I don't particularly care. <laughs> Yeah, as long as it doesn't affect the rest of us, which, you know, like, yeah. that's a well, good I mean, question. This... How does this affect the rest of us? <laughs> well, I mean, it gets us to talk about a cool little, like... <laughs> well, the, the thing that I think, if you're... <laughs> it's like little tiny feudal shit, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, this is so yeah. adorable. Yeah. I don't know how to describe this. Like, I don't know... <laughs> The thing it's is, so is if this is something that's happening on the smallest of scales and the yeah. nichest of markets, you sure as the fuck know it's what happening at a higher level, at a higher well, yeah. sophistication. For sure. In everything else. I mean, Extrapolate, make it exponentially bigger. And, Imagine yeah. like some important company that actually does things like, I don't know, keep nuclear reactors from melting down. Right. Gets hit. Oh, Stuxnet happened. Oh, that's right. Uh -huh. Experian, you know, like yeah, that was right. a huge. Oh yeah, breach. and and keep in mind, as you know, this is kind of a, a a far away callback to you know computer science history and stuff like that. But keep in mind that Bill Gates was a fucking hacker. 
<laughs> this this is a guy that managed to convince his school, I believe it was, to let him write the code that would uh, power the way that students were assigned to classes. And then he made sure that he got assigned to classes with all the pretty girls. Of course. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. say what you want about Bill oh, Gates. No. At least at one point, he was one hell of a programmer. Yeah. That man knew what he was doing when you presented him with an integrated development environment. Now, today, who knows? I know nothing about Satya Nadella's uh, programming cred. He probably doesn't have any. But even mm. if he does, it's his job to run Microsoft. That's that's what they're there for. Tim Cook probably can't write a single line of Swift code. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. They've got plenty of money to hire the people that they need to to do that. Yeah. yeah. To tell him it's a good idea to release the $3,500 VR goggle that looks like shit. Eh, all <laughs> VR goggles look like shit. I'm not even going to get on Apple for that. The Oculus looks like shit. The yeah. friggin' Samsung thing looks like oh, shit. Oh, someday I'm going to get that PSVR 2 one because I'm a little bitch. I've, but got, like, I've got a PSVR 1. It's it's great. I, I kind of like love the games. It looks yeah. like shit. I mean, you look like a total lawnmower man wannabe wearing the fucking totally. thing. <laughs> totally. totally. There's, you know, but I, I do I do like, you know, what's the pistol whip? That's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah and fun. the thing is, is what they need to do is they, you know, the the, the VR industry needs, you know, another Apple mm -hmm. and maybe Apple does it. Maybe they don't, but yeah. they need to make it look cool. Laptops weren't cool until the MacBook yeah. Air. They mm -hmm. they just Phones. fucking weren't. They were plastic, yeah. you know, heavy bricks that opened up to a slightly lesser brick with the screen on it until <laughs> the MacBook Air came along and it was mm -hmm. thin and it was beautiful and it was woefully underpowered. And the first version was an absolute piece of shit. But God, it looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> MP3 yeah. players were stupid, nerdy things until the iPod. Yeah, yeah, shout out to shout out to uh, Shadow Links Zune. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like a lot of early <laughs> shout tech out to the Diamond Rio. Mm -hmm. A lot I mean, of early tech looked really good; it just ran like shit. That's which is exactly it. I mean, then you I, know, because then I think about like anything Hideo Kojima's studio has made, where all the technology you wish it was real because it looks awesome. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Right. I mean, oh, the thing—it's it, like it's the Star Trek effect. Almost all of the Star Trek technology looks great, but if you really start looking at it, how does that shit work? He's mm -hmm. typing on a keyboard. There is no yeah. keyboard. <laughs> what is he typing on? He's moving his fingers up a screen, but there's nothing oh, there that pertains like to what he's moving his fingers up. Well, that's I'm, like an entire a... podcast episode of like the idea oh, yeah. behind design, UI, mm -hmm. like especially in America specifically how we just stopped trying to like invent what the future looked like. Right. And stuff mm. and just made everything kind of just look all sleek and bullshit. And yeah. Like eh, that, that's not great. And like, it, nope, there, nobody really realizes how like everybody thought that we were going to be at that like minority report kind of like grab and drag and drop and pinch mm -hmm. and gesture shit. Like, you know, that stuff kind of exists, you know, they thought like the connect was this like hiccup and not at all a good version of right. that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. but, but like I've yeah, like smart things in VR. So it's not the same. Yeah. Well, I, I I've used like a like a like a grid to make music. There's this one like DJ kind of like you could write songs in it, you know, program. Your arms get tired. Exactly. I don't know how to explain this to y'all, but like mouse and keyboard, way better for music production than sitting down and like keeping your arms up and no, like right. doing well, shit. It's like those um if you watch like a fairly recent Ibogen Heap concert where she's using those gloves to control oh, music and make yeah. music yeah. and it's okay, beautiful yeah. and she's wonderful and that woman is a fake creature and I do not <laughs> I'm not even shy me. about my love for her but there is nope. a point yeah. in the concert where she puts that shit away and stops doing that. 
Yes. Because your yep. arms get tired. That's not how people work. <laughs> no, it's just wicked cool. And it's like, but that that's the thing. That's where like what meta gets wrong. Mm-hmm. And I know that we've taken a tangent here, but like meta is like, oh, we'll go to the office. Like, yeah, fuck yourself. Oh. Go fuck yourself. I want, I have a game that I barely play, but like when I have the energy, it's like Zenith, the last city. It's an MMO in, in VR and it, it had legs. Um, you hear that, Mark Zuckerberg? It had fucking legs in it. <laughs> hey, they've got legs in beta. I, I saw the article. Legs are in beta. Well, so long whatever. as you have the right Oculus to view them in, because the other Oculus can't do legs. Just right. You exactly. know, maybe this is what happened to that dude in Scotland. Maybe his arms just got tired. Yeah. <laughs> pinch yeah. and zoom. Pinch and zoom, man. Yeah. Oh, good lord. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Well, I. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for. Bringing thank you so much. No, thank you for, you for having me. I mean. The funny thing was, is there was approximately 15 minutes between me reading these court documents and then texting coin ops. It's like, oh, yeah, I've got a story for you. Yeah, <laughs> like two paragraphs. And I'm just like a uh, 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 monocle emoji and <laughs> pen writing in notebook emoji. And I'm like, yeah, no, this is the next episode. You know, uh, it's just one of those on. things. Like, even <sighs> if you didn't want me to come on the show, it's like, you need to know about this because it's oh, there hilarious. Was no <laughs> there was no way I had to have you tell the story. Like that's yeah. just the way you were writing it up. And I was just like, oh, this is fucking hilarious. Like, this is what the fuck is going on and then you were like yeah, i've got some secrets for the story and i was like oh sweet yep. do it and then i was like i'm not telling the guys about this it's you know? i'm like i'm almost disappointed they dropped the court case just because i wanted to see what where this would go i want to know more i'd I like know to know motivation. yeah i would love to know what that settlement was because there was a settlement i'm sure and i'm sure some money yeah. changed hands and i'm sure uh, there yeah. was I'm sure there's a contract somewhere yeah. that basically says, if you ever attempt this again, we're going to hit your firstborn child. I mean, oh, crazy. We know where you live. We work 15 minutes away from we each other. We know where you live because you failed to hide your IP address. Yeah. That too. <laughs> You're literally a 19 minute drive away. We have a Sol satellite aimed at your house. Uh-huh. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's just such one, yeah. Like anytime... And any any time in my past that I've ever d- deigned to break the law, I always kind of had an idea what countermeasures I needed to right. not do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're like going to engage in this kind of activity, know how they're going to come after you. Know how to hide yourself. Know mm-hmm. like some, a thing. Well, and maybe <laughs> maybe have some subtlety to it. Maybe let's not do the ten thousand email subscriptions. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. But again, I, I just want to know oh. the motivation. And you're right. And you're probably right. It was probably something personal. <laughs> yeah. Because it's clearly not the money, because the money's apparently guaranteed. You're not making billions, but like you said, it's a small it, industry. It's, so that it's means, a yeah. good business to be yeah. in so long as you don't like, you know, pull a Starbucks and, you know, hire far too many employees that you'll eventually have to lay off sure. or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I mean, if you if you know what you're doing in this in this sphere, yeah, you can make a pretty decent packet. The the thing is, is when I first started um as a librarian, um, I was a page. I was the person who put stuff away on the shelves. I mean it's the perfect place to start. Let's start mm-hmm. at the bottom and really learn how to place works. And my uh my boss was this wonderful little French woman. Her name's Yvette Chivray, God rest her soul. And um, she told me at the times that if you want to get into library work to make lots of money, you have chosen the wrong business. <laughs> um, but if you want to get into library work to make lots of money, what you do is you become a vendor. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like I said, libraries should have really started up in the 1990s with an R&D department. They should have hired coders. They should have hired developers. Mm-hmm. 
um, it was it, it was a huge blind spot that the industry and the field missed because yeah. you know as as technology rolled on as the internet became a thing um, a lot of the stuff that I see in library vendors of all kinds I mean not just ebook vendors and you know information vendors and you know all of that stuff I see a lot of stuff that we could have done ourselves if yeah. only we had thought about it mm-hmm. yeah oh why are you selling this to us we could have entirely <laughs> done this ourselves in the and, first and place there were some libraries that did that one of the uh one of the ones that comes to mind right away is um uh back in back when i first started in central washington uh we were looking for a program to basically present online a bunch of photographs that we had in this massive photograph archive um, okay. And this was like the early, well, no, I'm sorry. This is like the late nineties, early two thousands. So it, this is fairly new in that sort of, uh, you know, online, you know, display of galleries and stuff like that, where people yeah. had that, but we wanted something that was library esque. So, you know, it had cataloging information. You're able to link from one source to another and stuff like that. And yeah. we, we found all kinds of different things. There were some, uh, there were some vendors at the time that offered something, but then there was Tacoma public. Um, Tacoma okay. Public had a uh, had a very similar collection of news photos and an archive and all of that. And they looked at the problem and said, eh, we'll do it ourselves. And yeah. they did a great job. I don't even I don't know if it's still up because, like I said, this was like, oh, my God, 20 years ago. I've been in this business way too long. But um, yeah. this, you know, they, they just did it themselves. Well, why did they do it? this? Because they fucking hired developers. Right. <laughs> Damn it. It's always that, though. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. always that thing that, like, you don't think you need until suddenly it's like, ah. Right. And in many cases, by the time the field realized they needed it, it was too late. Right. They they, they could hire people, but it was literally cheaper to just buy the service. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Yep. Because they're set up a, a, a dynamic where they can sell it to people. Exactly. And yeah, right. that's not to say that library vendors are evil. It's not like it's a predatory thing. Some of them are because it's capitalism. I mean, right. capitalism yeah. is inherently predatory. But there are plenty of library vendors I've worked with over almost 30 years um, where it's just like, yeah, they're great. They're good people. I mean, shit, I run into them at conferences. We go out for beer. It's fantastic. Oh, my God. It's good to see you. I haven't seen you. How's the kids? Oh, my God. They're how old? Jesus Christ. You right. know, th there's there's plenty of that because, once again, it's an insular profession and it's incestuous. Mm. I mean, yeah. you you are very careful who you piss off because you might work for that person later. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. It, it, again, motivations, baffling. Mm -hmm. I'm Athlete. it's gonna that's the one part of your story it's probably gonna keep me up at night yeah. tonight is like yeah why though why why did you do this and why For did me, you do it so brazenly it's the yeah. proximity and once that's, again that's and <laughs> once again just here at the end allegation 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 nothing was ever proven but nothing right. was ever denied either there is no <laughs> formal legal challenge yep. to this lawsuit filed by patron point mm -hmm. they never respond to it that's just sweep it under the rug. Mysteries. Yeah, sweep it under the rug, man. Yeah, it's such a ride. So like, good. Uh, it'd make a great graphic novel. Like I'm it pitching would. this I to mean, anybody yeah. out there who wants to do a documentary. Like <laughs> somebody get a hold of the guy that did American Movie. Yeah, I think he'd be good for this. Uh, oh man, 
I mean, this this is almost one of those things where you could see it like being a cyberpunk story where some, you know, age old hacker that is, you know, near the end of their career and they're looking back over things and they tell someone that's new and upcoming how they started. That's a cautionary tale. Like, oh, you don't want to do it, son. Yeah. If you do, you want to use a VPN at the very yeah. least. <laughs> yeah. Gone really. are the days of saying that you're hiding behind seven proxies. Make it He's look, turning into a pirate. Make it look like you're coming <laughs> in from Canada. <laughs> at the very least. At least they've got business in Canada. <laughs> Certainly not the next motherfucking town in Ohio over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's just really poorly done on all counts. At least the yes. fake name was good. When I look, you don't understand. When I pulled up like the, the map, I just went I I, I had to look away because I was like what? <laughs> yep. It's, and see, that's it's, the thing. You know, you know Ohio far better than I did. I looked at the maps like that. Looks, even, yeah. Wow. Okay. Right down the say, street. You don't even know. To, you don't even need to know. Yeah. It's like all right. Here, let me put it this way. Uh, for Youngstown. It takes an hour, about an hour to get to Pittsburgh. It takes about an hour to get to Cleveland. About forty-five minutes to get to like Akron. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's a haul. This is literally like Youngstown to the outer part, like Columbia. Oh like this God. is literally a <laughs> suburb. It's not even. This isn't. You could ride a bike yep i mean it's, it's a fucking afternoon you know it's oh my god I, they know each other yeah. like that's all like they definitely know each two other. dudes yeah. giving each other sci-eye for like three four months and then this guy's like i'll show this motherfucker and, and, and then he yeah. gets the ncis hacker award and the thing yeah. is, is i can't i i kind of want to go to i kind of want to go to a library conference after this and like oh. see how these two Dude, it's vendors, right by columbus yeah and see how these two vendors interact <laughs> I, I, I am not Columbus. I don't have the charisma. I don't have that sort yeah. of, you know, espionage level where I can kind of breach something and gauge someone's reaction because I, you know, like Miley Cyrus, I come in like a wrecking ball. But I would love to have someone do that. Just kind of have someone that goes up to someone at the Orange Boy booth and says, Hey, I was a I was over at Patron Point and um I don't know, man. I kind of got this weird feeling. Uh what are you offering? Yeah, and just kind of see how they respond. Here's uh-huh. how you do it: you wear a shirt that has a pocket, like a button-down shirt with a pocket, mm-hmm. and you stick your phone in it so the camera's sticking up. Yeah. But if you don't have exactly. the light on, you turn the light off mm-hmm. and you just run that shit. You just start doing this to shoot the shit with them. Yeah, I and was then, just over uh, at Patreon point, and they was talking mad shit about you guys. So. Yeah. <laughs> What's they up? said that yeah, you guys, yeah. you guys don't have sex, and you think beer is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it's what a fucking petty ass wild yeah. oh my god man. Oh, yeah. like amazing I love it <clears throat> this well. is this is probably one of the best hacker stories I think we've had in a while in a wa- long while well, well, thank this you. is thank it's you. the it's the aristocrats like it's <laughs> it's just fantastic and it only took us like an hour and a half to get here <laughs> oh. Yeah, the I picture this guy in his like library in a leather overstuffed chair, swilling scotch on lockdown, yeah. with his laptop in his lap, just thinking he's like Mr. Slick. And the theme and from Masterpiece just, Theater playing in the background. Washed or done his hair in weeks. It's just yeah, he's like not wearing my... pants, so his ass just sticking to this fucking leather shirt. He's wearing Every, briefs. He's, white briefs. I mean, sh- shit, you're, like, he's you're describing me locked. during the lockdown. I mean, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's kind of all of us <laughs> in the lockdown. Actually, no, this guy's probably wearing like Under Armour. <laughs> It's a, this is like a bro move. I mean, there were you know times I mean? during the lockdown when I would, you know, 
start my day at work and it was literally like just what fresh hells will today bring and yep. okay i need to shut down this library and this library is closing but only partially but this library is only closing for part of the week and oh nope 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 they're not they're closing for the full week now and it's just oh god Jesus. that's why you do that's why you do the lord's work just talking yeah. about libraries well, i try like, man i mean honestly because like it, it is something that you like i'm sure in your so I was going to say society. No, like it's a society. 100%. This is a microculture. Yeah. I mean, totally. Yeah, it's like you guys know what's going on. But for the rest of us, it's like it, it I like either there's not enough interest or just people just don't think about this incredible free service that is provided to you. Yeah. And mm. the goings on therein. Well, and yeah. the funny thing is, is I kind of get this from a, from a longtime friend of mine. She's a lovely person, one of the loveliest people I know. And she works for the Department of Social and Health Services in Washington State. Okay. And it's kind of the same thing. I mean, they are there to provide free help and information. All you need to do is go there. And sometimes mm -hmm. that's the hardest part. You yeah. need to actually go there. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got the same sort of microculture thing. It's like, yeah, so-and-so worked for so-and-so. And they were the boss when so-and-so was here. But they left because they retired. And then someone else moved up. And they went mm -hmm. to work in Seattle. And now, you know, so, yeah. I was a real piece of shit when I was younger. Well, yeah. Yeah, really? Uh, uh, now tell me, me about that. <laughs> it's about nine years ago. Expand on that. <laughs> Slick back hair, sloppy steaks. No, I, it, about nine, yeah, 2021 about was a hell of a year, man. I about nine years ago, I, we went to, I went to the Arlington Main Library and I took out a book. Um, it was uh, Cannabis and Argus by Deborah Messing. No, I'm fucking that name up. That ain't her. She's an actress. But uh, uh, it, 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 it's the beginning of it. Was, it's one of the greatest books I started to read. I got about 100 pages into it, saw what she was doing, and I was just like, holy shit, this is fucking brilliant. And then I forgot I had the book and it was overdue to the tune of like $2. So I just dropped it in the slot and ran. Mm -hmm. Fast forward until about maybe six, seven months ago, I go back to that library because I'm like, hey, I think I got a late fee here. And if at any rate, I got to update my card. And they're like, what was the book? And I was like, oh, is this? And they're like, yeah, no, I don't have that. And I was like, well, this is the author. And they're like, what? Were you at this address? I was like, no, I was at a different address. So I gave her the address. And she's like, yeah, you don't have a late fee. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. No, no. <laughs> I feel and like depending I, on the we, library, I mean, I mean, some of us will waive late fees after a certain amount of time. A lot of libraries like, went fine free. Nah, yeah, man, yeah. I had at the Chicago Public Library, I had a $40 late fee because yeah. I kept the book for like an entire like semester. Oh, no, they went through like the weird portal because now it was yeah. at the point where I had these books out and then they just kept auto renewing it a week before they were due. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> they were like, yeah, these aren't on a list. You can hold on to them. I, I, yeah. yeah, there are libraries that will auto renew something pretty... They're few and far between, but they'll uh, they'll auto renew something pretty much in perpetuity until like someone has a request on it, and then they can't. Right, and you're pretty how close on the author. Her name's Doris Lessing. Doris Lessing. Oh my god! You want to see something really? Hi, funny? I am a professional librarian. Thank you. Oh. I, I was going to do it, but I didn't. Yeah, I figured. Hey, I got the guy here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, flex. Doris Lessing. You have to look up um, this video of her. They're trying to ask her what she thinks about winning an award. And she's just this like old lady trying to get back into her apartment. She's telling him to fuck off the whole time. And I was like, <laughs> oh, so she's like female Harlan Ellison. More. Oh, I could not love her more. Oh, yeah. yeah guys, just First of all, this book's amazing. And I, I got the book based on the fact that I had 
some fucking obscure ass breakbeat song from like late nineties, <laughs> early two mm-hmm. thousands called Cannabis. And then I saw that book, Cannabis and Argus. Oh, I wonder what that is. I wonder what that has to do with this. Nothing. It's fucking wildly different, but this person might have read it. Yeah. <laughs> like the song, you know? Well, and yeah, I mean inspiration comes from everywhere. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's oh, my, oh my god, I'm looking at a picture of her and she looks lovely. She's a woman. I mean, just, I love her. Yeah, I mean, what you're describing reminds she's me of Harlan Ellison, so where yeah, he's just this wonderful science fiction author, and he's an asshole, but he knows he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said. Well, he said one thing that kind of gets him a little bit of like you know for me, he just said, "Pay the fucking right." Yes. Yep. I, I every now and then I probably watch that video at least three times a year. Cross my palm with silver. Yeah, it's so good. All it's you need to do is pay me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. See, he he was so mad at Roddenberry during Deep Space Nine. He went and did Bab Five with uh, Spasinski. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good shit. Well, he's, yeah. he's a complicated fucker. Uh so uh, well, so yeah. All right. Uh, I guess we got. You guys got time? I am doing nothing. I mean, you know. It, all right. Sure, love it. I got a few minutes. All right. Good. Um, I'm out so of drink, change. but I'll live. Oh well, <laughs> I've got this here. So hang on, let me try to. There you go. Oh, let's see if there's anything in the flask. There you go. See, we can. We're in this extended why, play, folks. Oh, we, this is we this are is fine. Why Life is good. Life is fine. See, this All is right. why I always think in my mind we can never do like a Twitch stream because we we imbi- we ingest many a substance. It, yeah, it's legal in my state. I can't I mean, remember. Sure. Our Rogan smoke weed with Musk. I think we're good. Well, a Twitch stream with us. I can't remember which Douglas Adams book it was, but it was one of the Hitchhiker's Guide books where they talk about the infinite party, the party that is always going on forever, and people just come and go as they please, but the party never oh. ends. That's kind yeah, of I can that see house. that being a Twitch stream. <laughs> yeah. Good lord! And you get different, you know, different guest people from podcast past. They show up. They, well, I got to drop out because you know I got to go to bed. You know, oh, that's the dream. Mm-hmm. That's Someday, the, never more than five. No, you know, like only five at a time. But like, <laughs> you got to. What you do is you get you get somebody in every time zone around the globe, and then you just yes. uh, keep keep the it's, show going from time zone to time zone. This is the show that doesn't end. Oh, oh, oh. oh I'm so sorry. Anyway, so. uh yeah, this past weekend, um, Armored Core Six came out. It sure <laughs> did. Yeah, that it did. I, I I don't know how I know that. It's almost like you've been messaging me about it and posting constantly. so much shit about <laughs> like, it, just nonstop screenshots in the fucking yeah. game room. You uh, can do some great customization. I saw people were doing Gundams. People were oh, doing uh, yep. Evangelion Max. Somebody did a Hello Kirby. Kitty. Hello Kitty. Of course. Um the the SpongeBob, the whole uh team. Oh, yeah, you know, entire, whole, yeah, everyone with SpongeBob. Bikini yeah. bottom. I mean it's it's really, really clever what folks are able to do with like that aspect of and it. And the customization, man. I don't know about you, but my my Achilles heel, my you know, yellow to the original Green Lantern is mm-hmm. character customization. And I can spend like three hours in character customization, then go play the game for twenty minutes and then come back exactly. and spend another was, three hours I'm, in character so customization. Yeah. Just yeah, it's decking great. out and oh. also just decking out different rigs from when I played the original armor core, decking out rigs for mechs that I would yes. never even feel. But I'm like, oh, this mech could be perfect for anti-air interdiction. Uh, oh. like all this different stuff oh, that you oh. spend time doing. And, you, and then you gotta customize each one of those builds. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean and it's 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 funny because like I've kind of been uh anyway, I got through the first chapter. I guess there's five chapters to this thing and there's like a bunch of missions within each chapter and whatnot. I haven't gotten to any of the divergent parts. I haven't gotten to any of the, uh, no, I found one like extra part 
because you have a scanner and it can pick up enemies within a certain range, but I also pick up like hidden parts that are in the later levels and stuff like that. Ooh. Cause I just started chapter two, but anyway, yeah. So like I finished chapter one, uh, uh, given that ask me anything. What, what do you need to know? How like, big are the booms? Uh, the booms. Huge. You can fuck up a thing. <laughs> like, it's all caps. I, I remember that you sent me a text saying I killed a helicopter with a sword. Yeah. They... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got so high on that. Moment. How do they do the cutscenes? Um, they're really cool. They're kind of like it's like uh like a holographic display, mm-hmm. and then it's just a disembodied voice talking while different like maps and you know images and things come up. But then something weird happens at the end of chapter one that I don't really want to spoil. No, 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 that's fine. And there's an but, actor that's in it as a, as a talent. Oh, yeah. Who's it? Uh, yeah, I don't know the name. I, I do believe that um, uh, what's his name? Uh, fucking dread. Uh, oh, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Urban. Yeah, that's he right. has a voice in it, but I haven't looked at the credits. Well, yet. no. When He's... you when you sent me that uh, that video of him in the trailer, Live it's trailer. like, oh my god, yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that I... Well, so, somebody was like, okay, so I'm in a couple of AC groups in Facebook, and uh, somebody was just like, they, they posted this tweet of like. Uh, who does Art Carl Urban think he is? Like getting into this blah blah blah, and then there's a photograph of like him with Vigo Mortensen at a toy store. Just, I know like, yeah, a toy store in like Akihabara or something like yeah. that. Oh, in yeah. Japan, I, buying. I fucking toys. love that picture. When I found that picture, <laughs> I'm like, I got to put this in the ch- in game yeah, because it's it such a good face. picture. And they but, yeah, both the... look so stupidly happy. They're so happy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I would like. Have you seen the the giant MP3 player SDF one that's like two thousand dollars? Yes. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's like, like six feet life tall. Size. Yeah. yeah, it's massive, right? So um, me taking a picture next to that. that would be <laughs> but as far as the cutscenes go, yeah, there's some uh, there's some like animated, like pre-rendered cool shit. Um, and then they like when they get to the, like the mission briefings, that's when they just like talk to you straight up. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. a six two one, you mega meat piece of shit. Here's what you got to do next. You know, it's yeah. Oh, that, yeah. oh, oh, here's a question. I, I I doubt this. Does it have like destructible terrain or no? Not. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on the site. Like you can roll right through a wall, but you're not going to yeah. drop a huge building. Okay. Except, oh, that's surprising. I didn't even think that was going to be a thing. All right. But like, there is one mission where you have to do this gigantic six. It's like, what if AT or like at at but meaner. And it has a giant, like, destructo eye on it. And, like, when you have to approach that thing, you have to take out one of the legs in the back end. When it comes down, oh, it that's... still gets me. It's like, oh, yeah. ooh, this is well done. Oh, you mean that <laughs> thing in the trailer the size of Nebraska? Yeah, okay. it's great. It's actually not that hard to machine. Okay. <laughs> but it, it, it is, though, if you don't know what to do. Because a lot of it is, like, discovery, you know, pathfinding is, like, pretty clear once you figure it out. Once you figure mm-hmm. out what the rules are, it's like, what can I get away with now? Because it's very much exploiting. There's certain missions that I just don't. I don't go straight in. Of course not. I go off way off to the edge, you know, on one end or the other, and make them chase me a little bit, and then I fuck them up, you know. And well, it's, as a as a Dark Souls veteran and Elden Ring vet, yeah, uh, like this is, and you know, those games are very much the movement system is basically roll out of the way. Yeah, like how, uh, I guess, like how different it is how difficult is it to get out of the way of things like there's is there a block mechanic yes well they, oh, there's a lot that's a lot all right so having played say bloodborne and you know a yeah. little bit of Elden ring and hating them because they're so mm-hmm. sluggish you know like i don't I, I don't 
hate. I don't think they're bad games. I think they're brilliantly crafted games. They're just not they're excellent games. games. It's just very hard. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah, very I hard. I, I don't like fantasy enough to want to spend any more time there. You know what I mean? And I also don't like how it punishes you. Like when it okay, it kills you. Well, you can run back and get your stuff, but if you don't, it's gone forever. Like this, there's really not a lot of similarities here, other than the boss fights are kind of epic, and you're way more mobile. So uh, it's 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 way faster. You know, and you could put distance and you okay. have different ranges that you can hit with. There's no magic here. You know, it's all like you're either going to get these missiles that are going to fuck him up or you're going to get this weird little bubble gum that bubble gun that does like no damage, but it'll eat his fucking shield hmm. like right off of him. You know, and it's like there's all of these cool little bits and pieces where you can, depending on how you like to move uh, or if you want to just be like I, I posted a pic of this. I, I took tank treads. I gave my son bitch a couple of. Uh, the big ass Gatling guns. And then these things called the songbirds on the shoulder for nice. grenade launchers. And I just, it, I just erased a person. I was just like, uh, well, there's this That's a killer mech from Terminator. Basically. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It very much looks like a hunter killer or something. It's, it's the same idea. Yeah. I know okay. there's this one mission that comes like after a little while where you, there's <laughs> this guy's becoming a bit of a legend, like in the lore now, like amongst the, the players. Um, he, he's just this trainee for Denfeng, uh, and he it's his first AC, and you just show up and fucking murder him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's like the first time you fight. Oh, it's like a little tricky, and then you like it comes early enough in the game that you haven't just like realized you can go back. You know, because like you can S rank every mission. I'm like I've got like four S ranks at this point. That's why I'm just taking my time with it because I'm trying to get used to it to the point where. You know, my button pressing becomes you ingrained, know, right? Yeah. Like conversational, as opposed to I don't have to think about it anymore. And now it's getting getting pretty close because they do a pretty good job of like you know I, I use the default settings. I don't have a problem with it because this is different than the other games. It's way bigger and faster, and um, it's not open world, but it's the levels are huge. There's a lot of verticality to it and stuff. Like you can knock a motherfucker off a cliff, and it's great. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things where you're like, ah, you don't have any thrusters. Does <laughs> does the accounting always leave you like broke ass? No, that's the other thing. This is a lot less punishing. Like when you lose a mission, cool, you could start over. You could start over from a checkpoint, but if you want to S rank it, you start over from the beginning. And you and the way you S rank stuff is like barely use ammo, don't take damage, and be fast. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, my whole thing is that getting that that trainee AC pilot. Who, when you kill him, he's like, I just wanted my own call sign. And it's like, oh, I know <laughs> you're an asshole when this game starts. You're the dick. Like you are literally like you're the just bad a, guy. <laughs> and they let you know. It's not like Mech Warrior 4 where you're just like, well, this is a business or five or whatever. Like, well, yeah, this is a business. You know, like, hey, you need me to go shoot some people here. Eh, you know, these people aren't going to like me much, blah, blah, blah. In this one, motherfuckers call you out. They're just like, oh, you're just a corporate piece of shit. You know, like, as you're flying in to, like, kill them. You're basically and, a corpse and a robot. Yeah, you're literally a mummy. Like, you're just... I don't even know if you're in the thing. You know, I don't know if they, like, stick you in it. Or it's like a dreadnought from Warhammer 40k, basically. Yeah, so you're like, <laughs> yeah, are you piloting it, or are you, like, a part of it? Right, yeah. Because you don't talk. Everybody talks to you. And they're yeah. just, so it's the Gordon Freeman like, thing, yeah. Here. Yeah, you're, you're a silent all, protagonist. All. All from almost all from software games where like the it's and it's a good thing the protagonist yeah. does not talk. Right, you see this, you see this the story trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's literally a guy on a gurney and he's got a bunch of fucking wires stuffed in his ear. You know, yeah. like 
wake it up. <laughs> not doing great. <laughs> not oh, doing great. Seriously. Um, it looks like a fun game. I think yeah. pretty much by the end of the year, I think our entire Discord will probably have played it. Uh, I'm going to probably get it at some point. Well, I just realized while. it's a PS4 and we were talking earlier. So yeah, you better, yeah, that's wild that it runs so well. I believe. It's incredible. It yeah. crashes less than Turismo 7. Wow. That's because it's from software. Like they're going to yeah. make a game that's going to like It wasn't a huge download. It's a, I, I think it's like, I think it's even smaller on a PS5. It was like 55 gigs or something. It's, that's that's less than Elden Ring. Yeah, and it's, it's very slick. Sense, and here's the thing: as you progress, you, like eventually you get to like the arena after like three or four missions. And the arena will like unlock these like F rank three dudes that you could just go into an arena and just erase. <laughs> you know, like yeah. And can you salvage gear from like the defeated? Yeah. Well, as it increases your rank, you get new parts. I don't think you can get gear from them directly, but like, or maybe, maybe like you unlock gear you can obtain. Yeah. You have like a level that goes up and it's like, yeah, new stuff's in the store. And the thing is, is, I mean, I, I may have spent, I don't know how many hours on this thing in the last, since Friday, it's been four days, but I've like, <laughs> I just got through the first chapter and I've done some of these missions like 20, 30 times and they're fun. Cause they're not long. Some of them, man, I killed that poor pilot today. I set a timer. It was like 54.58 seconds, but who's counting? Oh. <laughs> poor bastard. Nice. He had no fucking chance. It was just like... I read an article not oh. that long ago about like, you know, the aging gamer and all that. It's like, you know, there, there are people like us that have lives and we cannot mm-hmm. devote yeah. hours and hours yeah, to a video game anymore. It, and just please. you telling me it's like, oh no, you can complete a mission in 54 point some odd seconds. I mean, that's... Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. music to my ears because sometimes yeah, that it's... might be all I friggin' have. I... It's building oh, yeah. and painting it yeah. to take all the time. Yeah. Building and painting it. <laughs> oh, totally. Well, here's the thing. It's really like, for me, it's like five different experiences. Because like the arena thing is kind of fun when I just want to do like, oh, this is what you know online is going to be like eventually when I unlock that. But it's not because that's going to be crazy. Yeah. Because they're already complaining about like the, these metas and shit in it. Like it matters. Because there's stuff like you know you can unlock stuff in arena depending on on wins and stuff mm-hmm. you know and i think in the pvp is going to be the same thing where you'll be able to unlock stuff that you wouldn't be able to get in the single player which is fine because it's like 1v1 3v3 stuff i don't care like it's a thing that i'll go in and gladly die because it's i'm gonna level up oh meta there's always gonna be a meta from software games like what what equipment to use and like what's the best thing before like you know they patch it and fix things or here's you know what makes it for me, like I, I don't have the patience or time to play an Elden Ring is I think that my biggest complaint with it, you know, like because if I can't find a fireplace and I've been at it for a while or a fire, yeah, it's a massive game. Like right. that's the it, other I, thing too. It's like it's like you can't pause. Yeah, you can't pause. That's actually so, like, a problem this... I have with it. Like you could I mean technically you can't do that with any Dark Souls games. Right. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's why I couldn't get into them because I got shit yeah. to do. But yeah, like this this is can't. nice because I can go pause it, take a piss, take the dogs out, come back and go sit down where I was. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. continue to destroy that poor fucking like learner AC pilot. Yeah, I would like <laughs> more from software games. You're taking a lot of trauma over that. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, it's just gotten to a point where I'm just bullying him now. Like I just show up and I'm like, here's like four nukes, and then he's dead. And I'm like, ah, that only. There's always one character. There's always one character in a from software game that gets. I don't hate back. him though. Apparently, got really, it's hard to tell. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. I don't hate him at all. I'm just trying to like, hey, this ain't for you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Did eject. Yeah. Well, and I, I love games like that where you can go back later, you know, after you've acquired the experience, acquired the gear and all that. It's like you took me so much time 
mm-hmm. you know, two days ago <laughs> when I had to face off against you. And now, fuck you. And I'm now just you're toast. <laughs> that's a great it's early It's cathartic. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. That's, what it, that's what I'm saying. The combat, everything about it is so fun. It's like not a biggie to go back and do it a bunch of times. In fact, that to me is the game because it's like, all right, now, because they've attached this like S rank and amount of time to it, like, this is cool. All right, let me check this out. They have this one where you have a pretty decent sized map and you have to take out artillery emplacements. And as you're approaching it, you have to you know, kill these four helicopters and these two guys scoot up. And then you can go straight up to them or you can sneak around under this wreckage, kill these four guys, pop up, and then just end everything. And the best way to get an S rank is ignore everything and just hit the targets. <laughs> like if you just go and you kill all the artillery and you move out, you're done. You get an S rank. Boom. Here's your money. And it's really difference from what you've established too for a from software game. And I think this is going to be like the appeal to it is yeah, because it isn't like an Elden ring or dark souls where you are like the least powerful thing in the room. Uh, And I, I I like the idea of just being able to like, just go into a mission and like fuck everything up. You know what I mean? Uh, Eventually there's one exception. Okay. When uh, this first dropped, everybody was calling it the noob filter. uh, Cause every, souls game has that you have that oh, really yeah. super hard boss at the very beginning um except you have to win this fight and and those of you just wake up somewhere else with, yeah i like, thought that was wild when you were when you explained that to me because i'm like oh shit because most of the time like we all know the asylum demon right sure. or that weird crap the thing at the beginning or the, yeah or the werewolf yeah. and bloodborne or the weird crap thing in mm-hmm. Elden ring but when that thing kills you or in the case the asylum demon you could just run past it and enter yeah. the game proper it's you could tell that from software was like you need to kill this thing yeah and here's the crazy part the first time you encounter it you know there's there's gonna be some people that beat it but like first time you encounter it's overwhelming because you don't know you understand like what the fuck are you trying to make me learn here and you're gonna die like just know that go into it gleefully willing to and you will (laughs) learn things and you will get better and then you you can just grind and farm for money to the point where like i i was going into chapter two with like i don't know seven eight million credits or whatever because i was just like (laughs) i'm having fun like i like going back and just like ah this makes me feel good i get dopamine like (laughs) so it'll pay out again if you do the mission over yeah yeah and here there's certain missions there's a the one that i really like doing is like where you have to attack the wall and it's like you get three hundred thirty thousand credits like but like if you go faster you can make more money well it's i I think i I don't know i'm pulling about 400 on that one and there's another one where you can go in and kill like targets and then you get money for each additional kill. So, like, there's... It, it's really generous in a lot of ways. It's just that it's generous in all those ways where you're like, you know what, I think I'm doing pretty good. And then this thing shows up out of nowhere and knocks your dick in the dirt. Like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, these guns don't work on it. And then you just retry mission. And, you know, at that point, you could just go into the fucking garage and swap out your shit and take <laughs> around and mess, make your logo up and everything. Like, you can do that for a while. Eat you know, rockets, shithead. And also, you know, I recommend if you get frustrated, walk the fuck away <laughs> because like you yeah. might find yourself in a pattern of a bad habit. And then what you need to do is shake that up, you know, go take a dump, come Switch back to load out, try a new approach. Yeah. yeah. I took a day off. I played, I played some different stuff, you know, like like sometimes you get to the point where you're just like, you're so close, you're so close and you keep doing the same thing and the same thing. It's like, it's a, yeah, really it's a, it's a lesson. There was a buddy of mine. It was his birthday was weirdly on new year's Eve. And there were a couple of years where we hung out together and uh, in like grade school before, like I changed schools and stuff. And we were just like getting to know each other's buddies. And our, our, like the first year, what we did was we, tr- we split a pack of jolt cola 
and beat Metroid. And then the next year, we did the same thing, but with Super Metroid. Nice. <laughs> and mm-hmm. all I remember was the heart palpitations and watching the sunrise, just like <laughs> grinding my teeth. You know, like it was just, yeah, hang on. I'm going to let Ace down now here. But yeah, no, it's it's you just walk away. If if things get frustrated, you got to walk away. Mm-hmm. See, that's the big difference too. Is like you have different. Like obviously, there's a shit ton of equipment in all the other Souls games, but like usually find what you like or what works, mm-hmm. and or maybe you fuck off. In the case of Elden Ring, fuck off, upgrade some stuff, and then come upgrade what you're using, come back. And that in yeah. in Armor Core, it seems like you could just like try new weapons and see if that works. Save yeah. up for it, buy it. Like you can you yeah. can do the same thing with like the heads and the bodies and the legs. You know, and it's got like the full score of legs. Apparently, mm-hmm. and I didn't know this until uh, today, and I'm not even, I, I can't confirm this, but I guess they got hover legs too. Cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got the quad, you know, you got your, yeah, your quad the legs, original. which can like, you could, you could jump and like pick your height. So like, you know, you can hold your boost up to a certain point and then just hover at that altitude. So the quad legs are really good. The tank legs, I'm not quite convinced yet. I, I just use them because it just has such a high armor count that I just... I, I showed up to murder you, you see, and then crap <laughs> with all the weapons, and it's pretty great. Well, like it, it, well, it's like an elder ring, right? Where like if you're you use magic, right? If you yeah. built your character from the beginning to be a mage, and you were the most overpowered fucking thing, like mages definitely have a mm-hmm. lot of favor in elder. Noted. And uh, but like in this, it it seems a lot more balanced, you know, like. It's yeah. not like one type of weapon build out weapon, one type of weapon or whatever mech is has all the love or like, you know, there are things in Elder Ring that have like no magic resistance. Like there's so right. many things that just cannot take us take a hit from a spell, including you. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, I, I like what you're describing. I yeah. will definitely be picking it up. We will all experience it's, armor core at one point. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not like, a, you know, it's not like a sandbox, it's more like a toy box. Mm-hmm. yeah no you know, that makes sense that's a yeah. good way yeah that's good that's a good way like, to describe I, I don't it. i'm not i don't feel like my motivations for completing the story mode are that it's compelling but i don't feel obliged because it's so generous on this back end of where you can get into just tread water until you get faster and like you figure out this and that like i like i was saying like i'm using this like chicken leg thing that you have as like a anti-shield weapon and then like a kinetic weapon and then anti-shield missiles and they're both vertical launchers which i had sure. to swap out in this other mission because i'm inside a building and i would just hit the ceiling <laughs> so you, you kill the shields and then just lance it right yeah, yeah. it's great oh I, and i just unlocked the pile bunker which is probably the, it's that beautiful beautiful melee weapon that was in the teela trailer trailer where you see him just like plunge this basically a, it, it, it's it's like a sharpened metal pencil on a piston dude <laughs> And then when he pulls it out, it's just covered in fucking hydraulic fluid and oil, and it it's erotic to me. So <laughs> this is a great game. Oh, there was just a new. I hate talking about fucking ads, but they just put a new commercial out with Rain Wilson for it, where he's like mechless insurance company, and he's just taking these calls about how he cannot insure your mech. And I'm like, you know what? This is the right move, guys. I'm telling you. You can definitely tell who who were who were fans of this game because they're like, please. Put me into oh. this in any way, shape, yeah. or form. I have a suspicion I can neither confirm or deny that they've really been they've been waiting a long they've been wanting to make this. Like yeah. they did all this Dark Souls stuff and all this Elden Ring stuff for sure because they had a good thing and it's great. They none of those games suck. You know what I mean? Like you ask any fan of them, but like 
I remember these. These were the things that I was a huge, huge fan of, like way before, like PS1. All the mm-hmm. I, I played almost yeah. all, but maybe two or three of them. And I remember Verdict Day, the last one, being probably my favorite because, like, a lot of, a lot of people don't like it that much. I like the online component to it. I like the fact that you can just like jump in and do missions and stuff. And I hope that they finally, like, I hope this blows up enough that they get to that point again where they can kind of do these, like, you can pick people, sortie with them, and do co op. Because that's what made that one fun for me. I don't like the PvP stuff so much, but like, you know, that doesn't, I don't care about that. But being able to like see your buddies build. Yeah, and team <laughs> engagements too, where you can have like a bombardier build and like a right. an assault build. Yeah. And, yeah. An air cover tank. build. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just good shit. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, five out of five game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy basically like he really liked a, a, it was some article. I think it, you posted it zero, and uh, my quote, pull quote from it was like, "Some guy designed it like a 2007 Toyota Camry." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, see, that's it. Five out of five. Beautiful." <laughs> so we got we got hacks. We yeah. we got armor. We got armored cores. And uh, yeah. So yeah. until libraries are library information systems are attacking each other with corporate sponsored mechs, yeah, this is exactly. Where you're gonna find that action together. Yeah, give, absolutely. Give it's the crossover we've all been waiting for. Give Tan a fucking battle mech. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks uh, again, Cyberpunk Library for all of that. That was thank wonderful. You. Incredible. Yeah, thank yeah. you for thanks having me. Yeah. For the scoop. Thanks for and, coming on. Uh, it's always it's always wonderful to have you on. Thank you yeah, so absolutely. much. And thank you, listener, for listening and, and <laughs> tuning thank in. You, pa- thank you, patrons, for putting up with Aesop over here crying. Yes, oh, thank so. you. Patreon.com slash Neon Dystopia. Drop us a dollar if you are so inclined. We are still on things, apparently. Uh, we're on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, we. I'm just on Twitter out of morbid curiosity, but go join our Discord. Yeah, that's Discord's where it's fun. at. That's where the yeah, action is. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where that's where all the cool people hang out. Um, it is. And, uh, yeah, Low Life's not on Twitter. Aesop, that's enough, buddy. You gotta <laughs> He's really, really angry um, uh, right now. Dad. And, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'll see you, see you everybody later. I, I don't go. have a good ending. Libraries. <laughs> Libraries. Beep, beep. All systems are fully functioning. Running Low Life. System optimization is less than normal. Server damage detected. Please stop whatever you are doing and make your way to the nearest exit. Technical support is full of heat. Please vacate the area. I repeat. Please leave. Are you even listening to me? I will see you. Error. Server block 3 is experiencing critical ignition. System failure imminent. I hope you are proud of yourself. Initiating the Low Life Podcast.